welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It's going to be a great evening. We have some things to go over before we get started, so let's just jump right into it. First of all, I want you guys to know that I have been having an absolute blast watching you write your haiku a days. Best thing I ever did was put that <laughs> put that post out there saying do as I or don't do as I say, do as I do. And I just have been busy writing haikus and everybody's been responding and now I'm saying, you know, it's like a Dave Kuhn, you know, every day, haiku of the day and he's posting that up there. And they're amazing. I love it, and I love knowing that all it takes is a nudge for, okay, I'm not gentle or non, I'm, I'm, I don't nudge, I, I use you for footballs, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to try to make that sound poetic. If it were not for the fact that I put my foot under your butt sometimes and, and push you to do something like these haikus a day, you know, to see someone do that, to actually be able to watch them do that has been amazing for me. You know, but I forgot where I was going to take this. I just got kind of drunk on power there for a moment. I don't even know what in the hell I was going to say. But it was going to be something good, and it was going to be something very inspiring. And, you know, run back down down to the part where it is, you know, like fuzzy, warm group hugs. Just pretend like we've done all that. Okay. Todd Carter has been in there, and Mike Todd and Karen DeWitt and some others. I should have written these down, but I've just been having a blast. I want you guys to know that, watching you do your haikus and the interactions between all of you. And the friendships that you guys are developing, watching you guys, you know, your your friendships deepen and grow closer, and it's just really cool. I love it. Okay, anyway, so speaking of some of these people, by the way, Todd Carter and Karen DeWitt and Mike Todd, um, and then we have Melvin Douglas Johnson there, George Wiley, and Doug Curry. Out of all of you who won prizes during the National Poetry Month participation, poetry stuff things that we did, Michael Todd, five stars, is the only one so far that has sent me their address. I think I may have Karen's, but she hasn't sent it to me, and I know that she's moved, so I'm not sure if I have hers. But the only one out of all of you. You know what happens if I don't get your addresses? I get to keep your cool prizes. And how sad would that be? I mean, I already have them. Well, okay. So give me your addresses so I can clean off my shelves. Okay, anyway... Beat that horse into the ground with a stick. We have some stuff to go over. I'm going to get through this quickly, get you poets on the air. First of all, speaking of poets, if you would like to call in and share tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right. For announcements, same as same all, same all, same all. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, shoot me a message on Facebook if I'm not on your contacts list. You can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together, and we'll get that done. Be fun, amazing, cool. I have some trips coming up over the summer, so we are going to need some of these workshops to play. I think there's two Thursdays this summer that I will not be here, so we'll be running workshops for that. So, you know, if you want it to be yours, you want the whole world to hear how astounding and amazing and fun you are, then, yeah, let's do this. Next thing. I would like to thank our sponsors, those of you who helped contribute towards our 2022 broadcasting license. We literally 
would not literally, in the literal sense, would not be here on the air with you tonight were it not for these people. If it were not for the support of our community, we wouldn't be here. This is our 15th year on the air together. Um, so seriously, if you get a chance, thank these people because um, it's pretty amazing to know after all these years this cool community that we've built and the way that we are all just here for each other and support each other. And It just warms my heart every time I read this list every single week, which is why I do it. And because I want to. <laughs> and because it's my show. All right, so anyway, our 2022 sponsors are Karen DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, Trina Pierce. And I want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Mancase, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Appreciate you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us on the air. Next, drum roll. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Gosh, wait a minute. I didn't do it. Wait a minute. Stalling, stalling, stalling. This is Nyla stalling. And it's not going to work because you're going to figure it out pretty quick that all I'm doing is stalling. Okay, drum roll, please. Yes. <laughs> it is time for inspiration from the inkwell, our mini workshop. All right. Um, as I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, not to worry. You can come back after the show's over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever we missed from the archives, from the podcast, okay? So we are going to be starting with – have your notebooks ready? Your pens out, everything? Okay, good, great. Okay, just okay. All right, we're going to be starting with your Poetry Form Writing Challenge. And this week we are looking at visual poetry, Visual poetry. What is visual poetry? A visual poem, sometimes known as a concrete poem, is a written poem that creates a visual image that relates to its meaning. Okay? So a visual poem can use, like, spaces between the words and letters, line breaks, um, alternative spelling of words, whatever it is to produce a visual effect within their poem, such as a poem about coffee having the words and letters arranged in the shape of a coffee cup. So when you're looking at the palm, you're reading the palm, but it's in the written, you know what I'm talking about, you've seen them. Or a palm about spring in the shape of a cloud or a flower or a raindrop. You know, in addition, in addition you can use uh, images in the form of your poem, literally. So imagine um, the image of a skeleton key, right? where the teeth of the key are made out of words. Like say you, you had a picture of a skeleton key and the teeth were a, it was a three-line haiku you wrote at the very top, you know, the part where you stick in the lock and turn it. Are those called keys? Someone will tell me. Anyway, so imagine that. You, know, you, can use, you can use words and an actual image. You know, or maybe like the face of a lion and the words make up the mane or the image of flag and one set of the stripes are lines in your palm. You get the idea. On the same note, you can make a collage out of your image. Um, let's pretend like, okay, so let's use an ex a magazine as an example. You know, you can cut out all the mouths you see in pictures of mouths you see in the magazine and arrange all the mouths on your paper and then have your palm weave in and out 
of all the pictures of the mouths you've put on there, you know, and say it's, um, you know, a, a poem you wrote about the news where mouths are just talking, 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 you know, or you live in a, a house with a bunch of sisters and they're just talking, talking, talking. <laughs> oh, that, that, that was so judgmental. Don't judge me, folks. All right. But you get the idea. All right. A visual poem is a poem that adds a visual element that helps to give more meaning to the poem itself more so than if it were just merely the words alone. And you can play with this a lot by using your visual element um, to contrast the meaning, such as what if you wrote a love poem, but it's in the shape of a broken heart. And yes, it's a poem about love, but the broken heart adds a different meaning that makes you see the poem differently than if you were reading it and thinking it were just a love poem. You know, like say you read a poem about missing your love, and someone says, oh, that's so sweet. It's going to take on a completely different meaning if it's in, written in the shape of a broken heart. Okay? There's no end to the ways you can mold these and, and, and create these poems, these visual poems. You know, it can be any style. It can be as long or as short as you want. It can rhyme or not. That's all up to you. It simply has to have that visual element to enhance it. All right? So that is your visual poem writing challenge, poetry form challenge for the week. Have fun with those. And and re- this one, you guys, this one's really, this one really is fun. You know, think about that. Grab a couple of magazines from somewhere. Think about, you know, a poem you've written. You know, what is the, what does it mean? What kind of shape could you put it in? Okay. All right. So next, we are going to do your writing prompts. And remember that your writing prompts are what? They're like seeds planted. Good job. And they are meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, the prompt can be uh, the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. And beyond those guidelines, whatever you do with it is up to you. So let's get started on this. I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. And I was in a rush, rush, hurry. (laughs) because of the cherry tree in my backyard, and that's a whole other story. But cherry tree had me running late today, and so I pulled most of these, I was going to say, out of my butt, but then you can look at those prompts since I ain't touching those prompts. Okay, so we're not going to use that. I pulled these out of the air, out of thin air. Um, So have some fun with these. They're a little bit odd this week, but, you know, just remember, I was under pressure. All right, which you can tell by the first prompt. So number your paper 1 through 12. Prompt one, it was the end of the world, again. Two, in a sea of illusions, in a sea of illusions. Number three, I had a bear that danced. I had a bear that danced. Number four, dear someone, dear someone. Five, not all zombies eat brains. And I don't know why I thought of Michael Todd when I wrote that one down, but I did. And you'd think that maybe you would think of, of Jimmy Ray, right? No, I thought of Michael Todd. Not all zombies eat brains. That's only six syllables. Something would have to change to turn that into a haiku. Okay, anyway, number six. Every story has a hero. Every story has a hero. Seven. The strange power of lying to yourself. The strange power of lying to yourself. Number eight, curled up like a child, which is what I do every time I see that cherry tree in my backyard and I weep like a baby. 
Number eight, curled up like a child. Number nine, in a box under the bed is the neighbor who owns that cherry tree. In a box under the bed. Ten, if dogs could speak, I'd probably be in jail right now. If dogs could speak. Eleven, who drunk me drink, which is probably the defense I'll have to use. Who drunk me drink. And number twelve, Dear Diary, today I learned that murdering your neighbor over a cherry tree is wrong. Number 12, Dear Diary, today I learned. All right, remember you can write one poem to each of the prompts. You can mix and match the prompts and use mixed, mashed up three, four, five of the different lines and put them together in one poem, however you want. Or you can get real froggy and use all the lines in one poem. Kind of like I was just doing as I was telling my cherry tree story. I didn't even think about that. I was writing a poem using all the lines. <sighs> that wasn't good. Okay, anyway, so yeah, that's there you go. Those, those are your poetry prompts for the week. Next, we're going to go over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise, and this is so much fun. This is what you do with those 12 prompts before you sit down to write to them, okay? This exercise is, in fact, to highlight that what you do with your prompt before you write to it is way more important than what you do write to it because nobody wants to be basic. Nobody wants to write the same poem as everybody else. So how do you find those unique twists? How do you find those unique poems that are yours and yours alone? Something that becomes very personal. And when prompts become personal to you like that, it becomes very easy for people to connect to you. All right. So how do you do that? How do you write those kind of poems? How do you find those, those types of poems inside prompts? Well, you do your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. I'm glad you asked. What I would like you to do is I want you to start with the first prompt that I gave you, which was, what was it? Is it the end of the world? It was the end of the world again. So write that prompt at the top of your page. All right? Then instead of writing a poem to it yet, I want you to write at least six different poems that you could write to that prompt. All right, so taking that prompt and, you know, understanding that you can use it as the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem, I want you to write at least six different ideas for poems that you could write to that prompt. When you're done with that, move on to line two, line three, line four, until you get to the very end and you have at least six different poems you could write to each of the 12 different prompts. My guarantee to you is that you will not get through this without something grabbing a hold of you and you're going to be off and writing and you're going to write a poem and it's going to be one of those poems that you sit there and wonder yourself, where in the hell did that come from? Human nature is predictable. Our responses to stimuli are predictable. You cannot do this exercise without something grabbing you and you'll be going. It's very important to do this. When the top thing out of all the top things I give you is how important this one is. All right. So once again, I'm going to run through your 12 prompts for the week. Number one, it was the end of the world again. Number two, in a sea of illusions. Number three, I had a bear that danced. Number four, there's someone. Number five, not all zombies eat brains. Number six, every story has a hero. Number seven, the strange power of lying to yourself. Number eight, curled up like a child. 9. In a box under the bed. 10. If dogs could speak. 11. Who 
drunk me drink. Number 12, Dear Diary, Today I Learned. And there you go. Remember that we are practicing things every day to help us grow, to stay focused, to stay inspired, to create a writer's discipline for ourselves that keep us ever active and connected to ourselves. That's really important. So we have been focusing on reading, reading, reading. I wish I would. I would love to have one of you guys come on and say this for me. I've only been saying this to you for 12 years. Somebody should have this memorized by now because I say the same thing every single show. We are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat. And this applies to what you feed your brain as well. Read. It's important. All right? You have to have input. Go out and live life. Go out and watch a little kid's softball game in a town that you're driving through after you stopped at the Dairy Prince and bought you a greasy burger and a watered-down milkshake, whatever, and just sit there and have fun and feed your brain life, feed your brain inspiration. Read. If it's raining and you can't go watch that ball game, read. But live, read, write. Okay? Every day, I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. That's three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. All right? Each day, go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. In all your rushing, 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 pause for a moment and find your haiku poem and get it written down. And I don't care if it's only 15 syllables. When you write it down, you can go fix it later. But the important thing is to write it down when you think about it. You dedicate so much of your time, so much of your day, every single second, chasing something else that somebody wants you to do besides you. If you can't stop long enough to write down 17 syllables during your day, then you need to sit down and have a heart-to-heart with yourself because somebody is getting more of you than they deserve. Every single day, stop, breathe, find your 17 syllables, and write them down. All right. So that was it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the Archive podcast and write it all down. All right, we are going to start the show with an audio recording. We always start by playing a track from one of you poets. If you're interested in having your piece played on the air, you can email it to me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. The word that is in the title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Or you can send it to me over on Facebook because I have now, thanks to Michael Todd, learned how to download them out of Facebook Messenger. So I appreciate that, Michael. Thank you for your help. Get those tracks to me, and we will play them for the world. And uh, I still have a bunch of them that I'm trying to download. I never thought I'd get, and when, last time I put it up on my page, I did not realize I was going to get the response that I got. I still have like 30 poems maybe that I'm working on getting downloaded. It's crazy. All right, so the track I am going to play is by Megan Folly Olivia Gatwood, and it's called Ode to the Selfie. That isn't the one I was going to play. They're really short. I might play two. We'll see. Anyway, I have to play this one because I already said it. It's the same one by her, another one by her, but wrong poem. Okay, here we go. Ode to the Selfie. Today you thought 
I look beautiful. Today you thought I looked so beautiful, I want to remember it forever. Today you thought I looked so beautiful, I want everyone to see. Today your hair was a river down your back. Today your eyes were the still point of the turning world. Today you could see the resemblance to your ancestors. Could tell you were a direct, direct descendant, descendant of, of stars. stars. Today your winged eyeliner nearly flew off your face. It, it was, was so fly. Today there was a lipstick named after your pout. Today you loved the gap in your teeth. Today your freckles were sprinkles on ice cream. Today you had hashtag no makeup and hashtag no filter. And, and you, you looked hashtag flawless. Today you woke up like this. Today your apartment lit you up like a centerfold. Today you took a selfie from above because maybe that's how God sees you. Today you chose the rise filter because that's what you're going to do. Today your iPhone was a Louvre and you were the Mona Lisa. Today Frida Kahlo would call your selfie stick a magic wand. Today the magazines are glossy haters. Today you are the front page babe of all your followers' feeds. Today 52 people admit that they like your face. Today pride is no longer... A sin. Today you don't want to be full of anything but yourself. Today you control the lens, the light, the angle, the pose, the gaze, the face, the filter, the feeling, the caption. Today you are in control of your own incredible body. Today millions of girls loved themselves in the face of a world that tells them not to. And isn't that tiny revolution enough? And isn't that the greatest revolution of all? Thank you so much. I really love that piece. I'm glad I played that one. All right, so guys, you know what comes next, right? Once again, the number if you would like to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on the air, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731, Michael. Is our first caller tonight. I actually tried to beat you in, but it didn't work. <laughs> Michael is our first caller for the evening. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading, and it's important to have your name attached to your work because you are literally verbally publishing your poem for the universe. We have 15 years' worth of archives. How many shows that is? Michael knows how many shows that is. But you know how many shows that is? 15 years' worth of shows that you can go back and listen to. And what if you're on one of those shows and you read a poem and it was amazing and it changed the future like Bill and Ted's Wild Stallion thing he did and nobody knows who to, to you know, then you're never going to get your phone booth, and be, phone booth and be able to fly through the universe because nobody knows who wrote the poem. So every single time you get done writing a poem, every time you share it with the world, think of Wild Stallions, play your air guitar and tell me who you are. <laughs> Introduce yourself. All right, important. Next thing, you can read two poems if it gets too busy tonight and I tell you uh, that we have to switch it back to one and it happens on your turn. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. But right now, you're still good at reading two. When you're done reading, please give out your URL. It's really important that people are able to come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then remember, please, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. We have a mature rating, not an adult rating. There are some great shows out there for the adult poetry, but this is not one. We only have mature ratings. So you know where that line is. Don't cross it. I'm going to announce the first three callers. We have area code 731-832 followed by 219. I do want to let, I believe this is Brian maybe, but area code 207, you've been on hold for a while, but you do not have one press. So if you want to come on and read tonight, press one. I do have you written in the order because I always keep track of this on pencil and pen and paper. 
because this is electronics and something can happen. So there you go. I got you, hon. Right. So, yeah, you didn't lose your place in line. So you will be, actually, you'll be right after. Dun, 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 dun. At 832 a second, 219-207-732. That's good for now. All right. Not let you guys know where you are. Oh, no, where'd it go? I just lost what I was doing. There you are. Whew. You're back. So let's go ahead, and we are going to grab, let's grab area code 731. 731, you're on the air. Hi, can you hear me okay on the speakerphone? I can hear you okay, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great, but not nearly as good as I'm going to be doing after I hear you read The Secret of Me like you were going to do from last week. (laughs) Why did I know you were going to do that? Because I've been waiting for seven days to make this happen. Okay. All right. So 168 hours, if you want to be precise. See, there you go. This kind of shows you how uncomfortable it is me having to do this. Because every time I have to read something in mine or play something in mine, I have to give you a five-minute explanation on why I have to. You know, for me, this shows about you guys. You, you You hear me talk enough and... But per my agreement with you guys, because I got yelled at probably about six years ago, the first show, the agreement is first show of every single month I read or play one of my tracks. And this is the first show of June, and Michael has requested this poem, and therefore, as Michael says, does Michael get? And so I will read this poem for him. But it it kind of... he called last week when he asked me to do this. He called it an erotic poem. It is not an erotic poem, but he said that I was fooling myself or something like that. Anyway, this is called the secret of me. I want you to listen very carefully and tell me why it's not an erotic poem. But anyway, this is a secret of me. It was published in the Goldman Review, and it was actually nominated. And I'm very proud of this. So don't you know? Forgive me if I toot my own horn on this, but it was nominated for a Pushcart Prize which is kind of cool. It's kind of like getting you know, nominated for an Oscar or an Emmy in the writing world. I didn't win, no, but you know, it's cool being nominated. Anyway, it's called The Secret of Me. Were I to disrobe, would you see beyond ivory flesh? Take time to learn my secret language. Unravel the mystery of my sex. Discover Atlantis inside my silhouette. Decipher the enigma Clues whispered in esoteric tongue of simplicity in the complex. The female of me under my skin for you undressed. There you go. There you go, Michael. All for you. Uh, (laughs) Oh, crap. I'm not muted. Oh, wow. That was great. That was amazing. Thank you. That was lovely. Mm-hmm. You are just lovely <sighs> to me. Thank you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, that was pretty awesome. That's it for me. I'll be seeing y'all. <laughs> Get back over here. What are you going to read tonight, Michael? Oh, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I've been constantly digging through stuff and copying stuff and I've picked up about a hundred poems and stories and thrown them over in a box that says never to be seen or heard from again. We call those archives. 
so they won't be there. Uh, I've got about four or five left. Let's try this one right here from 2007. 2007. Uh, are you sure you can hear me okay on the speakerphone? Because I can change. I can hear you great. It's really clear, actually. Good, good. Uh, this poem is called Overdue Flowers by Michael Todd. I drove past the old train station. Should have taken that for a ride. Then down to the old home place and got out to have a look inside. The gate rusted off the hinges, shutters hanging in awkward ways. Not much of a reminder of my home from bygone days. There was no lamp shining in the window. I could always count on that. No matter what the hour, Mom never slept till I got back. I thought of supper time at sundown when the family gathered round. The table Dad made himself from the oak tree a storm brought down. Not much left here, save some memories that I'll take as I go along. I guess it's true what I've often heard, that a house is not a home. I drove to town deep in thought of the time so long ago, and then, as I reminisced of my younger days, I wished I was 18 again. I had a girl back when I was in high school, although it was slow to start. By the time our senior year came around, you couldn't keep us apart. I think back on the day our prom was, it would begin in just an hour. Mom handed me a corsage and said, I know you forgot the flower. As time wore on, we drifted apart, and finally, I had to go. Searching for God only knows what. If I found it, how would I know? Our letters and calls more distant and cold until we no longer tried. Who could blame her for giving up on me? Her love had been denied. Thinking back, I just can't remember her doing any wrong at all. Friday nights at the drive-in, Saturdays dancing with the ball. The last summer we spent together, the night up in a room, we crossed the line you can't cross back by the light of the July moon. So I've come back to see her. The arrangements have all been made. The whole town's come out to see my bell of the ball lead the parade. Family and friends are gathered, one and all, to pay their last respects. I'll just sit here in the back, off to myself, maybe lessen the effect. Survived by three children, grandkids, a half dozen more, sat behind. She always wanted to have a big family. More help if you get in a bind. Well-wishers and mourners there, standing room only, one last time to hear. An account of a life lived fully, consoling those she held dear. Gathering flowers from the master's bouquet, her favorite Sunday song. It was all I could do to listen. No way could I sing along. As the last verse and chorus came around, I quietly stepped out the door. I'd done all I should. I'd paid my respects. I couldn't do anything more. Next day, I left the motel room, not knowing if or when I'd be this way again, but knowing my coming had not made a difference, nothing to make amends. One quick stop and off to the graveyard at the foot of it there to lay. I placed the bouquet of overdue flowers and bowed and went on my way. In Wow. That was pretty amazing. It makes me think about 
you know, people, you think about that, people you've known in your life, people who meant so much to you as children, you know, first loves, all of that, and how you, they just drift away. I'm a very nostalgic person, man. I, I hunt these people down. You know, if if I give my heart to somebody, I give it to them for life. You know, that's why you've all heard Annie, Annie call in and read. You know, Annie, Annie was my girl, you know, and finally, after all these years, I was able to find her. And now she comes on and she reads for you guys. And I get to share my Annie with all of you. And it's amazing. You know, there's one one old boyfriend I called up out of the blue and just, just to say, hey, you know, I wanted you to know that every once in a while I think of you. He got mad and hung up on me, told me to leave him alone. <laughs> Why are you calling me? I've got, now I have a girl of my own. But well, he's fun. just a jerk. <laughs> he really did. I was like, God, you know, I, I was like, would maybe like really cautious about doing that anymore. It's like, what did he think I would on, was going to do? You know, I was going to, you know, but there are, there's people in your lives that, you know, really make a mark, you know, and then you hear that they're gone and what do you do? You know, what's, what's left to do? That That poem really hit home with me. I'm glad you liked it. I loved it. Loved it. I've got another short one that's going to hit home with somebody, but I don't know who. Somebody is going to feel this one. This is from no, no, this is from 2007. Same year. What a odd coincidence. My frisbee by Michael Todd. So round, so flat, my brand new toy. Can't wait to toss this fear of joy. Between my legs, behind my back, I will be the best, and that's a fact. If thrown too high, this orb is found to come back crashing to the ground. If thrown too low, what's the cost? If I don't watch, it might get lost. My toy is for kids, or those full grown. I can toss it to friends or play alone. In my backyard... Or the park's a treat, but don't play frisbee in the street. A field of green, that's best for me. Maybe there's room for two or maybe three. So many sat on the toy store shelf. I picked each up to see how they felt. Red ones, white ones, green ones too, but I like this one. Blue will do. A playground treat for this young boy. My frisbee is my best new toy. In peace. <laughs> I love that one, too, so much. Again, with the nostalgia. Remember, you know, how cool it was when we were kids and we'd get a Frisbee. Frisbees were freaking amazing. And we and we went outside and we, you know, it just it took us away. You know, or remember the Slinky? Do you remember what Slinkies were? I have a slinky, and my slinky does not go down the stair steps like it did in the television commercial. <laughs> but think about that, handing a kid a slinky and having it occupy them for hours. You know, now kids freak out if their phone battery's dead for 10 minutes and they can't recharge it quick enough. I am so glad I know what Lincoln Logs are and what Masters of the Universe means and... I'm so glad I know all that stuff. 
my you know my my grandkids great grandkids all the the grand the, the things to come they're never going to know that they're never it's never going to be that way again unless like the apocalypse happens and you know then people are playing with stick dolls again but you know I love the nostalgia. You always do this to me every single time you read something. You know that, right? Do you know? Do you see the pattern? Um. Sure. Every time you read something or you share something with me like that, it just makes me run away somewhere. It takes me places. It's my job. <laughs> Your job here is done because you have succeeded. Great. Now it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. So you say, Michael, so you say. Tell everybody how to come find you, love. You can find me at miketodd.blogspot.com. M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D is the way I spell Mike Todd because cause that's how we did things on MySpace. We just acted crazy. Well, it was fun having those personas, having those, you know, alter egos. That's true. It really was. Okay. All right. We will talk to you next week. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from... Hey, if you guys are having issues getting into the chat room, keep refreshing. It'll let you in. And if you are trying to get on the lines and you're getting that fast, busy signal, I haven't been notified yet that there are any issues, but it looks like there might be. So if you're having problems getting in, keep trying, all right, and you will, uh, you'll be good. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Ms. Nyla. How are you doing? Soldier Blue Boo, my love, how are you? I'm good. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm um Still coming back from everything, but I wanted to call in anyway and at least read one. Cause I just felt like I should be doing something. So. And I can't I imagine have. you being idle often. For as, for well, as low and, and, and mellow <laughs> and this is this is me with my calm persona and I am going to change. You know, I just don't mm. imagine that you know, you're 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 really that way. I think you're pretty. I think you can be pretty high strung when you want, or sometimes even when you don't want. Well, no, because I know where I go when I get there, and it's not a fun place to be. So <laughs> I stay away from that. Mom, now, Mom always said it was a quiet one. You got to watch out for, that, right? Exactly, because if you, <laughs> if you push hard enough, if, if you push hard enough, yeah, you're gonna see it. But I promise you, you don't want to. No. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm still coming back from being sick and all. So, but I have some some uh, really cool news that I'll import after I get done with this piece. Okay. Uh, this one, uh, I I I think I may have read you know this before, but it wasn't finished, so it is finished now, and it's called Numbers Up. Numbers up in Raven's blood, Gake Tronga, begging for land, title, and prophecy. Wetroninda, mother's bones, Inga, turned up, rolls of smoke rising, shorts and mystic 
attitudes to prevail. Harsh signs, scars of skin, clouds roll off the border coast, the crash of abalone's smooth shots of streamer's silk almost look like foam. Botratroka. Fires stretch fingers into the night. Push and pull, poor excuse for rationalizing weak choices that require extreme damage control. Black flight of shadow feathers, the lift between aerial flight and the headlong hunger of crows in mid-feast. Depth charges and dive bombers, the brittle bones of avion flight. Numeric twist, raven's blood, not a hooded crow in sight, Inkstar. Shake the soiled dice, lay down the stained hand, aces up, chances become a gift, odds the time it takes to decide. On a course of action, there will be no second chances. Gaketonga, ravens come up as numbered pairs. Prepare yourself upon the plain of sorrows. The storm winds precede. The talking, grieving rains. Niju, rainbows dancing. Slow motion revelry above the wildfires that rage as the rivers run near Sagi. Ashes streak, streaks of marrow fat. Colors bleed everywhere. Igakuku. Reality awaits the unfolding earth, air, fire. We shall rise with the rain, the expectations. Of a deluge, the donthunga, gake tronga, ravens, blood fallacies, death still flows upon a river, steel, blue, almost blue in its consequence, trugontha, we hear prayers, orisons, divinity unyielding. Oh, yes, we see you. Driftwood tails, echoed composites of tree, deadening stars, Mugage. The cold fire that never dies, as eternal as the sun, me ethombe. Dead time. Bones never feel it. Patience is what has been left to them waiting. Patience of ages, the patience of ancients, stronger than any mechanical hatred. The industry of social networks that clasped hands with emotion, forgetting any means of intelligent coherency. Avion trademarks stamped heavy upon the trace works of ravens, the hollow bones that make the melodies 
that have lineage, a backlog of heritage going back to when everything began. Yellow cake rivers, the clay banked against the mist that rises into the thermals upon a night song. The sense of ceremony still stirring among the dead star havens of refuge and life. Me, robes and wing bones, the ventures of early morning, Khashkipa, Gaswami, when breaks the dawn upon that place of beginnings, Shiagitha, Gaketrunga. The ravens fly as we turn to fight. The bilious ode of dying left upon the shores of Death's River, Miyasagi, to that place beyond the river, beyond shadows and doubt, Itratra, Gedaki. The plains, purpled and bruised, still a place to be seen. The numbered pairs of ravens resist the killing count as if casualties and refuse any organized burial. Ghost Road born, we shall see each other again. In peace. Wow. That was incredible, Soldier Blue Blue. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's uh actually that's that's what it looks like art that's what it is finished. Yeah, at any rate. Um I uh sub- did a submission for an easy of my people, and they are, have accepted the work that I submitted, so it is going to be published in an Osage publication. Uh, not sure exactly when. Uh, they, they say that they're because of you know the amount of work that they're looking over. It'll probably be about the end of June. Uh, before they, uh, you know, get to go on to the next step. But that's going to be pretty cool for me just because that's going to be the first time I've basically presented my work to my people. And that's just going to be... Incredible. That's just going to be just cool, yeah. Epic. Yeah, it's going to be epic. Very interested in seeing what kind of responses come back to me from my own. Mm-hmm. Not so much the adults, because I know that they pretty much have their own set ways. I mean, that, that, not to discount that at all, by any means. You know, I mean, I know that they will have their own observations to make, but I'm more interested in what the young 
have to say about it because they will be the up and coming generations. So that just, like I say, that should be very interesting. <laughs> you know, it's. Um, I think that the spoken word aspect of it is going to do really good at drawing in those young ears, those young minds. And maybe being yeah. able to get them listen to a message that they normally wouldn't hear. See, what you sure. do is so important. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, it's uh, this is this one is gonna this one is gonna hit home for a lot of people. Um, I don't know if I have read it uh, here, um, but it was when they first began uh, the latest investigations of. Uh, sites where the boarding schools had been, mm-hmm. and they had init- they had found that initial uh, mass grave of 215, and as this is called, uh, and that piece is called ashes, and uh, and like I said, I don't know if I've read it here or not, but it definitely is. It's definitely not a. I'm not tippy-toeing, you know. I'm, I'm slamming that stuff right up in there and letting it fly. And Do you I, even know you how know, to tippy-toe? I know I don't because there's no I point in it so. to me. I, to, I just don't see the point. I mean, I know, you know, for some people the subtleties work better. I'm not one of those people, you know. I'll just put it like that because I don't, again, I don't fault people for what they can do best. I mean, if, that's what you do best. That's cool. That's you. But I, like I say, I'm just not one of those people. I mean, when I get up in there, I'm slamming that shit. Indeed, <laughs> you are. I'm going to knock it down and lay it at. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you going to read two tonight, Soldier Blue? Uh, I, I wasn't planning on it. I mean, I could. I mean, I mean, if you really want to push it. <laughs> well, you get to really read two push, if you'd like to read two. Push, uh, all you can right. Read two if you'd like to read two. Did I, all right. All right. I did. I did finish another one too. Um. I did, it's kind of interesting how that one turned out as well. This one's simply called Deadlines. The deadlines are dead. The lifelines are eyes in the night. Oh, still there is something to be said for the dead. There. There is learning there. Something left to be understood, something left out to be returned, converted, messages for red earth, those who have just learned what it means to open their eyes, faces scraped clean of skin, spirits stinging, screaming in the wind, Stone carvings, or oh, messages from home. Ash on the back roads. Who's going to wander there? Dust does a slow dance among the acorn husks. Shells to anybody else, but when they are moving, can you really tell? Twisted limbs, clean oak fires, scent for 
Oh, somebody has been visiting the groves again. Darkness, haunted shadows, Gidaki. Dream blades can cut you deep. Shaved embers, the makeshift kindling of quiet ceremony. Blue flames of an overheated sky. Someone's been crying again. Knives of braided grass cut. Yeah, the smell is sweet. Orange essence, amber, disintegration, disorientation from the ancient times, coins thrown at the vendors of loss, shakes a bottle like a gourd rattle or ground rage of a rattlesnake. Wait, reptilian stairs, lidless, eternal, light shining on a back road drive, bones drop in the stealth of becoming engineered to look like emptiness. Rainbows, razor blade echoes, broken patterns of lightning, foam of You can see for miles, ageless mechanics of a life lived without a measuring stick. Only the diamonds shine at night. The night songs begin. Do you know them? Sweet beads of wet. Death, salted terrain, a flesh base covering formed life, lights, eyes, lifelines fade, dim, die, no accusations of eternity. The mist has taken over, ground cover, water smoke gives depth to sinking stones. Water travel, no breath necessary. Only the dreams of creation. Sufferance and division for greater mobility. Stars mark the tides, pull oceans, coral reefs and beds harboring oyster shells. Mother of pearl, life blushes the shore. Oceans of night, lightning for the fireflies, the home by Death and dying, the fading light whispers, trace images all around us. Koi. Comers, points, blood and flesh, steel, wabing. All avoid the corner dreams. Dreams that choose to wander in the darkness, their songs already written. Oh, warm robes of the living bones, flesh and water. Oh, yes, 
water, first medicine, female, cries, seeds of first birth, everything else fades beyond the footlights of knowing. The stages of life, the small deaths we endure, strange beings preach, about knowledge and experience. The stones don't need to wonder, figure out questions. They observe and leave behind the scars that tell the stories. Some, Jean Tega. Trees dead as a tall grass still we remember when Octave the groves of first forest spoke the same sort of silence. Kfushi. Alien rights, native responsibilities, land under duress, oceans, seas, overbalanced saline and toxic waste. Yeah, choke on the vomit of man-made creation. Bayous and fissures of bog and lava. An earthen revolt. Nicolse. Ashes spew the sky. Not enough oxygen for enlightenment. Not enough food for nourishment. Not enough rage for foment. Gibak. Homba Gita Day. There will be a day of reckoning when the spirit born shall read from the tally sheet of what has become too much greed, the seeds of destruction, wamons, annihilation at its best, Nice. petroglyphs of fascination. The words become lifted prayer. We snakes of rumor attempt to shadow towering twining of the limbs of the old. Rain summon the cleansing rain. Water, first medicine. Dasi, cleansing by heat and the dreams will be lifted. Full of the dross, fires, slow lights in the lonely places where soft beings sit alone, none to hear the bones creak before they break. Well, he, it will be to go, it'll be all right in the end. Not too far to go, nor to wait. Clouds slip by like ghosts of smoke. We are the ghost road born. In peace. I love the line in there, water first medicine. Just that that one line has so much power if you understand what it's saying. Oh, yeah. There's a lot there. That whole piece is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, thank you. 
I, I, <clears throat> that's one of those ones that uh, the journey was, was really a blessing, and I was thankful for it. It was, to me, something that wrote through me. It wasn't necessarily coming from me. So I was, I was glad for it traveling along those lines with me. In any case, uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's Rafe Wild, Facebook, and then in parentheses underneath it says Soldier Blue. I'm also, as always, uh, working on my podcast, Red Earth One. Uh, it's a free podcast, so it's you know available to everybody. And at the same time, uh, now that I'm feeling better. <laughs> I'm going to be able to talk with my other half of collaboration in the upcoming days and get started on that end of things with the game, numbers game, as well as putting together some works for a publication. As well, you know, the, the upcoming publication with my people, which is just going to be totally cool. So that's what I'm doing. And that is a lot. Well, I'm grateful for it. Well, we're grateful for you, my dear. All right. You know what to do next, right? Yes, indeed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So do it. What? Tell people how to find you. I just did. Do it again. (laughs) Okay, fine. The Facebook one. (coughs) Sorry about that. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Rafe Wild at Facebook. And in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And then you can also find my podcast, Red Earth One. And it's on Google Podcasts and iTunes and I think about another six other uh, uh, platforms. And then... Uh, like I say also, oh, well, along with that, I'm also going to, now that I'm, again, now that I'm feeling better, I'm going to be working on that video uh, podcast section and, again, just see what I can come up with because I think that's, that should be an interesting twist of things. And then, uh, as well, you know, going to be doing the collaboration on the uh, numbers game in my people's language and, uh, as well, uh, collecting some of my works for publication with my uh, collaborator, uh, younger relation, as well. The publication of my work is going to be in the easing for my people. So that's all. Everything. <laughs> awesome. So, so I knew that you had said that, but you know how I am with squirrels. Right when you, uh, right when you got done, I was sitting there, and the, the thing popped up on my screen that said "Stand by." It's like what? What's stand by what? And then it's like my my brain totally disengaged and then reengaged, and I picked up where I thought I left off, but no. So I was paying attention to you. I just you lost me for okay. a minute. No, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, did you did you ever see the movie uh, uh, Skins with uh, uh, Graham Greene? Uh huh. Oh, okay. 
Well, this won't make much sense to you. But <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene in there that uh, if I can find it, just there's a kind of like a memes or something like that. I'll, I'll uh, see if I can shoot it to you, you know, give the explanation that goes with it. <laughs> okay, please do that. Because, oh no, because actually, I think you would, I think you would appreciate it. I think, like I said, I think you would you'd totally appreciate what, what, uh, what's, what uh, that, that scene is and what it, you know, how you would interpret, how you might interpret that. Now you got me all curious. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Well, it is. It's like I say, it's kind of a funny scene. I mean, the movie itself isn't isn't you know geared that direction, but this, this scene by itself is just has its own sense of humor to it. I want to see it. All right, sweetie. We will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. All right, darling. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Nyla. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. We are bringing on area code 207. 207, you are on the air. I am. Can you hear me fine? I can hear you. Great. Okay. So I'm going to read two poems. Um, The first... Brian, right? Am I right? Yeah. My my stage name is General Wissimo. So uh, some people might have heard of me. Um. Oh, I took it away. Hold on one second. Uh, here we go. Oh, uh, here we go. The first is a form that I invented called a sloppy pose which is a, a poem sandwiched between two haikus. And originally, I was doing two different haikus, but I haven't done it for a while. And I did this new poem, and I used the same haiku at the beginning. In the, and this is called Caveat. To be skillfully lazy, to take a lot of extra time and work. I do not feel comfortable utilizing the word caveat. It's one of those words that sounds like it should only be spoken by people with PhDs. I thought about using it in quite a few poems only to decide against it after looking up the definition. In essence, a caveat is a circumstance, stipulation, or proviso that allows someone to not follow a rule or procedure, basically an exemption or workaround. At least that's what I think. Caveat is a word often easily used to replace the word excuse, and I am an expert at making excuses that don't the mustard. So, after I backed my car from the garage the other day, I turned on the radio to NPR and decided to set my iTunes on my iPhone to Stevie Wonder because I wasn't in the mood to listen to another report about the latest mass shooting. If I'm having a bad day, do I get an exemption from listening to another story about a mass shooting? Was the fact that prescription drug medications cost suddenly rose from $12 to $218 per month? Caveat for me to avoid listening to this news story that almost seems commonplace due to its frequency of occurrence. Have I found a caveat for the indifference I was expressing by choosing Stevie instead? Was I becoming desensitized to my shootings despite I still can't comprehend how anyone can, can commit such violence? Was that a civilian can buy a semi-automatic war weapon expressly engineered for accurate killing of multiple humans? I used to think there was an unwritten rule of the natural order of things that says if a mass shooting happens one or two days after another mass shooting, 
another mass shooting can't happen for at least another three weeks or a month. But the fates found a caveat around that one. Have I been awarded a caveat for scrolling past mass shootings while watching the network news on my laptop or phone? How do any of us make any sense of any of this? Is there a caveat that allows us to, to decide one mass shooting is worse than another when it happens at a school rather than a church or synagogue or mosque or gay bar or grocery store or music festival? How about whether the mass shooting happened at a high school, middle school, or elementary school? How about a mass shooting of take concerning ethnicity, race, religion, sexual orientation, or a combination? Do I live in a country where the inalienable right to have caveats or caveats should not exist exists? There are no caveats or excuses for all these mass shootings. There are no caveats or excuses for indifference expressed by our elected officials who are not passing laws that should make our schools and grocery stores and malls and other public spaces safer. Their indifference is not a caveat or excuse for our indifference. Simply put, there is no excuse for any of it anymore. To be skillfully lazy can take a lot of extra time and work. Thank you. And I'm going to do one more, which is a little bit lighter. I think might be called okay. for right now. And it's actually has a weird title. Before my mommy bought me, they told her my breed never sheds. I awoke this morning to a sweaty pillow and wet hair, having kicked the sheet and spread off the bed. The sheet was twisted around itself like when it ties itself in a knot in the washer, like when it doesn't totally spin out all the excess water in the spin cycle. The machine stops and displays an unintelligible digital code, so I rearranged the sheet so the spinning can finish. Upon further inspection and words, were scattered about the bed like letters in a bowl of alphabet soup. Just as I can always write a sentence in my soup, I know the words I shed in my sleep will write a poem that will help me sleep a little sounder tomorrow night. Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that so much. Do you ever wake up in Thank the you. middle of the night with a poem in your head and you have to grab a pencil and paper and get it written down? Well, the worst is I had this amazing poem about grief, you know, where I was repeating grief is this, grief is that. And I woke up, I guess, about 2 or 3 in the morning, and I read it into my phone. You ever read those ones into your phone and you just listen back and you cannot understand the words you're saying because you're, like, totally punch drunk from not you know, being sleep deprived? <laughs> I don't I read use it. my phone at all for anything. In fact, most of the time I avoid it even when it rings. So I have a notebook beside my bed, which I think sounds like it might work a little better. <laughs> so I read it into, I've done this, you know, sometimes I can do that. I can read things into my phone. But I read it into my phone, and then when I went about a week later to find it, I guess I did not properly record it because it wasn't there. Oh, see, that's horrible. Yeah, isn't it, it? You know, it's gone forever. It's it'll, never, it'll never be as brilliant as the first time you thought about well, it. Because of where when it happened, um, it's not going to be something I remember. The things that happen at two in the morning, you never remember. The things that happen <laughs> while you're driving the car, you can remember. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes and sometimes they come back to you just the right. The, the good lines will come back to you. That's amazing. Thank, thank you so much. You are so very way, welcome. And I put into the uh, comments, 
I posted in the comments uh, all my social all my social um, uh, all my social whatever, I can't, whatever. social media I'll, stuff my, yeah the social media stuff and how you can buy my book I came out with a book from Red or Green Books called Everything I Think Is All In My Mind and how you can buy my book as well awesome I'm trying to see if I can find that real quick I'll look after I'm done here or else I'll get lost again. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. Appreciate you being here, and it's really good to hear from you. Thank you very much. Call in as often as you can, hon. I shall. Okay, do I just hang up right now? Yeah, or I can put you on yeah. hold and you can keep listening if you want. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll listen to put okay. me on hold, I guess. <laughs> All right, sweetheart, thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 732732. You are on the air. And it's good to be on the air. Gregory, how are you, my love? Hi, thank you for asking. Doing well. well? Oh. Anyhow, I don't really have much, a couple pieces, like literally. So it's to work out something. It's quiet night. The internet always goes down after a storm. So I figured I'd tune in and listen. And let me try to do like two or three things, but they're not much of anything completed. And since I've called in for a while, some of it will sound familiar, but I do need to start exercising these pieces. So they're they're just. Um, basically edits would be I love that you bring up that point I'm sorry? you know I, I hear so many people say I never edit my work and that's horrible you know you always got to brush things off a little bit and tie them up make sure you don't send them out the door with a zipper down you know editing is a very important tool you know it's when you get a chance to sit down and correct you know, grammatical errors or, you know, change one word for another or I've just used that word three times in a row, I think I'll change it, you know, because that's a, a thing of mine is I don't like using the same word well, not over and over it's unless it's intentional. Well, yeah, or you don't have six, seven, eight. I mean, it's supposed to be fun if there's this an intention that it has to be precise. The, you know, that's a whole. That's a completely different. That's a different, you know, area or intention. So uh, to not be in that realm is really free and fun. And we're not privileged to that. So we don't want to sound. You know, we don't understand that <laughs> at all. We don't understand that <laughs> part of of a process. But then again, you know, it's supposed to be free and fun, and you don't have to be, you know, any old how. Here's just some, call it two or three, three quick pieces. So it would be like, blindfold the invisible man, put him in front of a firing squad, let the executioner confess to a deaf serpent. On this justice is a ghost of those that have suffered. Maybe offer no forgiveness. For neither a God nor a government nor a natural law will bring them back to life. And what if Jesus was a mute and they still cut his tongue out? 
And so, and they're all, they're not even related to it. And silence, once again, left what was to be unsaid, and from within the heart, and time may it find in its mo- moment. And let the past be relived, alive, and let the distance be pronounced in the space between between the firmament and the horizon and the reaching present. Be comforted and be reminded the experience shared will remain. And if the shadow play for the day is to be found, let the tear nurture that memory. Be begotten, so that's never to be forgotten, misplaced or lost. Let the satellite of the stratagem fall into order, completing a constellation, and let that bring with it a thousand years of ghost fables, songs, and legends. Here's a third piece that's completely... And, but this has to... This is basically a keeper, so you know where it's going, but the first, two, the first couple lines are what's to be. Be calm, be calm, startled muse, for quicker than the eye of your heart the ship arrives, it's a refractive projection of a resplendent glint, the animistic embodiment of light within light, like a tactical incandescence, enveloped in a perpetual fading, a lotus unfolds, a butterfly takes hold, brief sparrows play hide-and-seek, of a shadowed actualization, blessed be blameless in silence, and all the while the witness is silhouetted in an array of azure. In like-minded acceptance, the muse will guide you through an intuitive wisp of silence, and the satellite falls into order, completing the constellation. The stratagem brings with it a thousand years of ghost fables, songs, and legends. Pretending to hide, there's nowhere to hide in this selfless tear. Let them be, leave them to their reason. And where there's nowhere to hide and nothing can hide, let it be pretending to be selfless in a tear, and that in a tear that leaves them to their reason. There's more, but that's about it. You know, I really, really oh. enjoyed that, Gregory. It had, it had more of an ethereal feel to it than I normally see in your writing. That was really, really good, really interesting. I loved it. Oh, you can always see that. Oh, I can sense it. Yeah, that's, uh, why, thank you. You're welcome. For being so, being so kind. So be it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything to say? Can I help you? I don't know. I'm glad. Yeah, cool. There's just pieces. They'll come together. A lot of that here and there, and that's why there's the same lines mm-hmm. here and there. It's just nothing, you know, complete. It's fun all. hearing the evolution of things and, and hearing how, you know, I, I think that takes a little bit of bravery, too, you know, to be able to say, hey, I'm working on this piece, but here it is now, and sounding it out and listening how it rolls off the tongue and getting some feedback on it. And, and you know, that a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people don't do that. I love that you do. You know, it well, just gives me that. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like we really are sitting across okay. the table from each other in the cafe, and you're just 
you know, throwing something off me that you just wrote and, hey, what do you think of this? And it's cool. I love it. You know, we do that. Like, you know, I bounce this off my friend. My friend bounces off of that. Yeah, that's a maturity thing. And we grew up on that. And so if you want to, you know, okay, so take the opposite of that paradigm. You know, uh, you know, I don't, we don't really understand the opposite of that paradigm. To not share or bounce off ideas or be collaborative is part of that's why something might not be as well hashed out. And music itself is collaborative. So if we're all going to work together, everything's going to become better. If you're not, if you don't work with someone, you'll you won't get any feedback. But then you don't have to delve into that arena paradigm or something. Mm-hmm. And that's why I called up. You know, I wanted to bounce this back. But then I'm talking a while, and everything's dead. So the internet's out, and it's quiet Saturday. I mean Thursday. And I've been calling in for a while, so the one piece would sound familiar. But since nobody's heard it for what it for when it's going to be performed for you know, which is a very high focus. It's a real high pressured thing. So, you know, that's gonna be it. It's gonna be you know, become this and it's gonna introduce it's gonna be the introduction, so I'm gonna embrace the audience and become my startled muse for quicker than the eye the hardship arrives. And then it gets into the description. It's refractive mm-hmm. projection, a resplendent glint, character development, animistic embodiment, light within light, which is big, so be it. And then the tactical incandescence enveloped in a perpetual fading moves everything forward. A lotus unfolds, a butterfly takes hold, it's a rhyme pattern, so that locks in. Three sparrows play hide and seek. And then, you know, I don't really have anything after that. You know, a shadowed actualization. Shadow's a cliched word, so, but I like it. You know, blameless is silence. You know, all the while, an array of azure is a relentless camouflage. And the witness be silhouetted in an array of like-minded acceptance. A muse will guide us through the intuitive wisp of silence. The stratagem falls, completing a constellation bringing with it a thousand years of ghost fables, songs, and lessons. You can pretend to hide in a selfless fear, and that will leave you with your own reason. So there's a bit of mathematics there. That was incredible to hear. Right? That breakdown like that, yeah. Well, it has to be, or, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, why thanks. You know, I'm kind of growing up. But that's, that's the whole thing. If you're not willing, oh, fuck that. We're fucking that's insane. awesome because you weren't growing up the last time I talked to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it depends on what day I talk to you who I'm going to meet, love. Of course. Cause <laughs> we take it serious when we're working on it. When it's it up, out to be performed or goofed on, you know, like, fuck that. <laughs> that serious, but to not work with other people is the maker breaking point, and it it hurt. It's painful. It's mature, but we love it. You know, there's no holding back. 
in when you're bouncing ideas off of each other. It's the only way to move things forward. And that is part of what goes on. I don't want to get into the competitive aspects of the area or mediocrity or uh, that's all. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> hey, Gregory. Thanks. No, I love it. I, we love everything. That's another thing. We truly enjoy other people's everything. And they're like, oh, any, I don't want to delve off. I don't want anything negative. It's enough, you know, pain and, and so, all that nonsense. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're here every week. I'm glad I'm here every week. Here, here. Good to be. I'm glad I'm Let's glad see, you come and hang out with us. Oh, always. We're always somewhere and we're always somewhere. So yeah, the, oh right on and then there's six, seven, eight. Where's this piece? Oh, the internet's so wet. Anyhow how. And then there's you know, your you're like mantra stuff. What's real to yourself is true to your belief. What's real to the lie is, you know, a truth to deflect. What's real as real as you deny, you try to hide in an opaque truth. What's real as you regret is a decision and an act. What's real is an intent. So, you know, you just bounce back and forth. What's real to truth is what's that to you. So that's all mathematics. Those are exercises, you know. What's real as an intent is true to its decision or its act. What's real as spirit is true to its phenomenon. What's real to its sign could be true to its warning. What's real to the mind could be true to the mind's vision. What's real as warmth is true to a fire. Or what's real as a fire is true to its warmth. What's real as desire would be true to fulfillment. No, things like that. What's real perseverance is true to the struggle that's not so bad you know what's true to un- what's true to compromise is real to understanding anyhow we're here <laughs> I'm alive sort of <laughs> I'm glad to know it I'm glad to know that well, thanks for letting right, me sweetheart. try out the bits and pieces no problem okay. at all you did great right. tonight appreciate you no, please, thanks. And give my best to everyone. Everybody stay alive and stuff. Very well. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to listen. The Internet's down. Okay. I'll All right, I'll just put you back on hold so you can keep listening, Gregory. Yeah, hey, thanks. Thanks, Dr. Nile. That was real therapeutic hit tonight. I, 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 you know. I have feelings. I need to talk to people. I like to believe in, in communities and stuff. Yeah, I don't this is a pretty good one to be in, huh? full of my fathead nonsense. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Thanks. You're welcome, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, don't hit the button. That'll... Yeah, I'm still figuring out this iPhone weirdness. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So I am, we got that thing, wait for update, and I am having some line issues right now. I'm going to play a track real quick. So I can check and see what's going on, get my little update and read what they're trying to tell me. And I know that you're going to love this one. It is called She Prays. It's by Eddie Oliver. 
incredible poet. He was actually one of the first poets, one of the first guests we had on this show 15 years ago when we first started. So I'm going to play this one for you. Here you go. dedicate this poem, man, to any female out there that's going through an abusive relationship. I call it She Pray. She walks around with a pound of foundation on her face, man, just to hide those bruises. You ask her how it happened. She comes up with more and more excuses. Trying to hide the fact that she's in a relationship, man, that's so abusive. Like, like I can see her. Or like two fighters stepping in the ring at a Las Vegas arena, man. This is what her life is like pretty much every day. You see, she's dealing with a husband who don't love her no more. And she insists that, uh, she insists that she's going to stay. Not run away, not... not not just for their children's sake, but because she believes. She believes in her and her husband. somehow, some way, get things straight. One day. Back to the way it used to be. Back, back, back to the way before things went awry, before their romance went astray. At least, this is what she believes. And every night, every night, man, this is what she prays. While she weeps, right before she sleeps, she prays, she prays, she prays, she be like, Lord, just take this other man away and bring me back my husband, uh, the one that used to be so sweet, uh, the one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet, uh, the one that used to love me unconditionally and make me complete instead of this imposter and instead of this monster that that punches me in the face and brings me to my knees lord please help me help him love me again whatever sin i did to him lord let let him know that i i still want to be his friend i i took a vow to love to death to us apart and that's what's in my heart and that means until the end that means A day later, man, she catches another beat down. But instead of getting right back up, this time, y'all, she stays down. She stays down. She stays down because she she's too tired to go another round. She's too tired. She's she's tired of the pound for pound, toe to toe, blow for blow of this wannabe pimp beating her like she's his garden tool. She's had enough of this food. She 
be like, Lord, take this other man away and bring me back my husband. Uh, the one that used to be so sweet, the one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet, uh, the one that used to love me unconditionally and make me complete instead of this imposter, instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face and brings me to my knees, Lord, please. Praise, man. She don't know what else to do. What is she to do, man? She prays. She prays, Lord, give me strength to, to leave this man before I have to kill this man, before this lifestyle, because this lifestyle I can no longer stand, Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me, please. having some issues going on. I want to let area codes 401 and 407 know that you are not in the lineup. So 401 and 407, I do see you on the board. If you want to come on and read tonight, please press 1. If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you being here. All right, we got 401, so that leaves 407. 407, if you want to read tonight, hon, press 1 if you're here. Just spending some time with us, appreciate you. I got you both. There we go. There we go. All right. So, again, we are having some issues. If you're trying to call in and getting that fast, busy signal, keep trying. It will let you in eventually. I'm going to go ahead and bring on area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Hey, 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 Nyla. <laughs> hey, Granville. How are you doing, sweetheart? I am doing great. I am doing well. All is well over here in North Carolina. And I appreciate it. I was in a quandary tonight. Uh-oh. I don't know what, I was, what, what I'm going to read for you tonight. <laughs> what are your choices? <laughs> my choices. That is the issue. My choices are plenty. <laughs> my choices are always immense, Naila. Always, always, always. I'm telling you, always, and that's a good problem to have. Well, read from your heart then, my dear. Eh? I said read from your heart then, my dear. Well, that's what I always do. I know. You see, when I write, I write my conviction. I write from my conviction. 
Are we looking for something new here? To, to give you something new. Uh, uh, like I said, what, what is that? Uh, new shit? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. I just wasn't trying. I was trying not to talk over you again. I'm I'm looking too. I'm looking here. Uh, I have a couple of you here that. You know what? Let me just. <laughs> let me just. Yeah, let me just read because I could. If, if I start to think about what I'm going to read, I could second guess myself all night. Uh, this one is called She's Not Perfect. Women are not perfect. Women are not perfect. She isn't perfect. And it isn't because she didn't try. It isn't because she didn't try. And she tries. She tries. She tries. And she tries. Lord knows she tries. John knows she tries. She is life. It is she that wants the nest. She wants to give something. And she won't digress. She is nice and sweet. And so full of God bless. She is so nice. And sweet. And full of, of God bless. Women are not perfect, but of every, but of us, they are the best. But of us, they are the best. Women are not perfect, but of us, they are the best. And when it comes to strength, she is the strongest. She is the strongest. Women. We we are born of women, and still we crave, and still we crave the breast. Every man like, every man like his head upon a woman's chest. She is a child, she is a mother, she is a sister, and a cousin, a sister-in-law, a grandmother. A, our grandmother to be. The many hats she wears. Just too much to be perfect. Still she tries. She tries. Yes. Thank you. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Did you cut out? It you keep cutting it all of a sudden start cutting out for some reason. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. That's not good. And that I heard the whole, was... I'm pretty sure the whole poem came through, but just when you got done then it started. And it started uh, going away. Yeah. yeah, you're getting it's 
kind of. Okay, yeah. no problem, no problem. We'll, we'll, we'll get the next one. Something new again. We'll do something new again. Keep it in the new category. Fresh me, they say. Oh boy. I hate to eat this stuff. It's like it's like it's like grasping in the dark. You you read him, but you don't know what you, what what you're about to say. Uh, okay. You know what? This one just. This one again. I don't have a name for it, but it it seems to be about women. Can you hear me, Nyla? I can, yes. I need feedback. That's the one I talk. Please. I can hear you, honey. I'm waiting. Okay. Over the course of my life, I have found that women was always eager to bear me children. Women are sappier sexuals and are attracted to keen minds and appearances. But unlike them, I never shared such enthusiasm to be responsible for another, for another human being had always scared, had always seemed seem most monumental to me. I stood disciplined about coitus and and entertained monk-like qualities. I thought a lot of myself and I thought that children deserve better than me. As I was still mastering myself and even after mastering myself, I thought that there I thought that there wouldn't be any guarantees. Women are designed to procure and procreate the best DNA they perceive. This is bigger than them, I have observed. So, so I warn you, ladies, don't be too eager to conceive for me. And with what certainty you want to be me, child, a child or children. As my love towards children are not lukewarm. My love is not lukewarm. For when you run off with my children, or you run off leave my children, you become a tiny black spot on the white fabric of life. And despite the size of the white fabric of life, the, the black spot will forever keep surfacing. So be careful. Give thought to your actions. And I understand that this is bigger than you. 
it is bigger than us. You may not want to you may not want to breathe for me. You may not want to breathe for me. And the irony of it is that this that this will only make you want to breathe for me all the more. Thank you, thank you, Naila. It's really interesting to hear that from a male perspective because, you know, you hear it so much about the female, but you don't often hear it from a male perspective, and I thought that was pretty amazing. Thank you, thank you. And and and, and you know what, I think I think most men don't most men don't really think that far. You know, most men, you know, like, like I said, they, they be thinking with the other head. You mm-hmm. know, and and yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I, men men think that they like to chase women over the, over the course of time. And look at the woman. She 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 look how she dresses up, nice, pretty, beautiful. The woman looks like bait. She looks like bait. And the damn fool thing that he's chasing something. You're not, you're not chasing anything, son. You're being lured. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson yeah, number being, one, right? <laughs> Dear son. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're being lured. But they, they think that, that they're in pursuit. You're not in pursuit. You know, you're not hunting. You're, they're being lured because it is said... A good hunter never hunts. A good hunter waits. You know, there's some some very deep wisdom in that statement. Yes, a good hunter waits. So you know, women are the genius here, but you know, you know, you know, she she don't, you know, that that you know, women are the genius here, and you know, they just they just let let men have their way as long as because you know you. You can't be stronger than your mother. You you you, you can't be stronger than where you come from. It is <laughs> it is it is uh what it told me it's uh it's uh oxymoron. Mhm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean I must I must cannot boost itself against against its maker, you know. I, I must and cannot go to to food and say I am and start to be teachers and say, Look at me, I am this, I am that, you know. No. Otherwise for you say, Hey, dismantle that car. <laughs> you know, so But you know God God has a sense of humor, my dear. I keep saying it. God has a sense of humor and the joke is on us. You know. But, but we're happy to be here. We're happy, we're happy we're that happy you were here. We're happy to, yes, thank you. We're happy to be here. We're happy to, we're happy to be the butt of God's joke. You know, that, 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 if, if God remember you, you're doing well. <laughs> anyway, Naila, I won't hold up the microphone. And the, the conversation was, was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Tell everyone how to find you, baby. Yes. People out in Radio Land in California, around the world, you can find me 
on Facebook, Granville John Edrington, and Instagram of the same name. And if you put in my name out there, you'll find books and other stuff. I'm, I'm all over the place, just not, just not well ordered. <laughs> just not well ordered. But keep keep listening for my name. You're gonna hear me. All right. You're gonna hear me for a long time. Okay, my dear. You have nice talking to you, my my blessed Thank you, honey. Appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 401. 401, you're on the air. Peace and blessings, young lady. Peace and blessings. Here I am. This is Jay <laughs> Chattel, the people's poet. How you doing, sweetheart? Outstanding. How are you then? I haven't had your uh, beautiful, soulful voice touch these ears in a while. You know, I'll tell you what, you were missed, that's for sure. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to see you're still, uh, you're still doing, you know, amazing work in the Blog Talk Radio area and, and touching people's lives, giving poets that platform, you know, to, to accelerate themselves, to push the envelope, to pick up, you know, beautiful lessons in the poetic world, and just push that, you know, that, that, everlasting message of love it's, it's, it's a blessing it's a blessing to be here tonight with you well it's a gift to us to have you here and we've been doing this 15 years can you believe that that's crazy I know isn't it? I know I, I remember I remember I remember blushing on my birthday back in like 2000 something I'm gonna say 2007 no 2009 with some erotica poetry and I felt like, uh, you know, a kid, you know, that snuck in into a movie that he wasn't supposed to be seeing, even though I was a grown-ass adult, you know, with, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to push my pen of erotic, and I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't uh, express myself in that manner. Even though I, I had some fun with it, it was just like my cheeks was red. I was like all bashful and shy. That, that was on a different uh, blog talk radio you had. It was like uh, the Inkwell, I believe, right? I think that was mm-hmm. the Inkwell. No, it was the Inkwell, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my that was my birthday. That's the reason why I remember it. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that wow, that's you know, awesome. What a great memory that is. Well, you know, there's some things there. You know, there's there's many there's many moments that I got to you know spend time with you. You know, Miss Cassandra Tribe was was one of them. I got to do an amazing show with her, uh, the language of famine. Um, her and uh, Mikael, who actually passed away last year during the COVID epidemic, but it was like part of COVID and I think the cancer took over her, you know, over her body, unfortunately, and she passed away, uh, you know, onto the, onto our next world. Um, but, you know, Cassandra tried, you featured her like a long time ago, which mm-hmm. was like, you know, you know, she, when, when I ever got to meet her, which was, you know, she reached out to me, I believe because of you. And, 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 uh, you know, she found out I was a Rhode Island poet and, and I ended up building with her, and we had a, a wonderful presentation of the language of famine, which was, you know, was friggin' awesome, if I'd say myself. <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty amazing. In you fact, know. I think I'll close the show with her tonight with a track of hers. But she's done uh, some workshops with us, and it's pretty awesome. She's pretty amazing. Yes, yes. So, you know, yeah. uh, thank you again, you know, for keeping this platform going and, and uh, you know, old poets like myself get to, you know, join in. I don't get to join in as often as I like, but, 
you know, I'm glad that there's still a place called home over here inside the Block Talk Radio with you. <laughs> well, now you you know we're still here. Maybe you can come a little more often. Yes, ma'am. So what do you have for us tonight, babe? You know, um, I was all over the place because I'm listening to the poets, right, the phenomenal poets that are on here, and then I was taken back. You know, I was hearing you say, you know, how it was awesome to listen to, you know, that, that poet uh, express himself through new pieces, right? So I'm going back and forth, new, old, book, Well, you get to read two, so do one of each. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So I, I was thinking, like, you know, one spoken word piece uh, for the new listeners, um, you know, this is, this is, you know, really, this is really uh, in the forefront of my mind right now because uh, these three weeks, that are passing by, you know, uh, last week, this week, and next week. Um, I'm on my 14th year of a poetry slam for the fifth graders in my city of Pawtucket. Um, the program went from, you know, the first couple of years of being 100 uh, entries to going all the way up to the entire fifth grade class uh, of every every elementary school in the city of Pawtucket, the uh, superintendent um implicated this program of anti-tobacco poetry slam, which has grown into something absolutely beautiful. You know as yourself when you do something for a real long time, the energy goes beyond you. It's it's about, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else and the efforts that go into it. So th- yeah. I'm actually in that, I'm in the, in the middle of that. So I'd like to share, you know, the first spoken word piece is called uh, From the Rip. Uh, and the RIP stands for Rhode Island Poets. So From the Rip. At first glance, you see death. At best, we breathe life into souls that want to get right. We fight with unconditional methods. We twist it. Test it over a period of lifespan. Record on the Are you right still down. there? Yes, can you hear me? Uh-oh. Hello? Are you still with me, hon? I am. Can I can't you hear, hear you at all. Did you get muted? Uh, I'm not quite sure. What happened? No. No. I don't know what happened Hello? here. Can you hear me I out? I hear him at all. I don't know if it's me. It's not me. Hey, Robbie, can you still hear me in, in chat room? Can you still Hello? hear me on the air? Is it me that can't be heard, or did I lose him? Okay, it looks like we lost him. All right, we're going to wait for him to come back on the air, and we're going to bring him back on as soon. Oh, you guys could hear him. You could hear both of us. All right, let me see if I can bring him back on and see if I can hear him. 401, are you with me? I am with you. I'm with you. I don't know what happened. I, I could hear you fine. And the minute I heard you say, I can't hear Hello, you. I lost him. You can't hear me? Let me check another line. Um, 407, are you there? Yes. All right, so I'm going to mute both of you again. But you can still, you can hear me, Robbie. Can you hear them when they're talking? You can hear them, right? All right, so this is what we're going to do. 
We are going to figure this out real quick. I'm going to play an audio track when I try to get you two back on. I just absolutely lost all audio, cannot hear you guys at all. So I am going to see if I can figure out what's going on here. And hopefully we'll be able to continue with the show. I'm going to play that Cassandra Tribe piece uh, that I was talking about, Executioner's Song. Here we go. My hour of worship is midnight, the moon bright off to flame. I am the hope of forgotten men, God in a world without blame. Sometimes it cushions with thee. Food is proof of kindness, kindness bargained for peace. Prayers are said, permission loomed, so it begins. Death enters the room. The life that waited retreats from the world. The soul is forgotten, the body pieced by worms. Death will go back to living until he is needed again. Memory will be argued by no one called a friend. Compared to a soldier fetid for killing in the name of caprice, death in the peace is kept hidden, blind justice fails its increase. Even on battlefields, there is no faith. Even in war, rules contain blame. At home, where soldiers are bootless, death is recruited and paid, service requested and rendered, secrecy hides all blame. Judas fed coins to soil, the only seeds that ever grew, trees to watch the world, and man as he stumbles through. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance revealed forsaken. In solemn place, the body, strapped down and blinded, still communicates. Press wafer provides the food, food to assuage the weak, leaving the body hungry, crying one last speech. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again. Flashes of effort misplaced, spun chance reveals forsaken. I have gone to husbands who were fathers. I have gone to wives who were mothers. Wanting them to serve, solid food better. The plate they gave me was empty, though it was turned just so. Hoping I wouldn't notice, broke finish, mold, and go. Brother and sister after forgot me and argued on how, when wine had been flowing so freely, their cups were empty now. Not agreeing with any reason, they decided each other to slur. The wine soaked into the ground, no pool of bliss anymore. No one in this world that loves 
secrets reveal. Wants to know the why of I am. Even the Christ on the hill was asked the source of his plan. I am the secret son of faith who chose a different stand. Following words inspired, but written by human hand. My temples you'll find in castles filled with forgotten men. Each of them sacrifice food to men's growing sin. I am the one who goes on, the one who should be condemned. But I make the sleep of the world quiet dismissed for kin. One day the world will go blind. And in blindness finally see. The flame on my altar will fade, and midnight will never be. Till then I am always invited, false promise of life believed, for I am the Christ of the chamber. These castles only I enter. Yet rule I both now. Okay. All right, so I'm going to try. Can you guys let me Robbie, I need you to I need you to uh need you to be in my ears for me, make sure that you can still hear me. I'm gonna go ahead and try to bring back four oh one and see if I can hear them. Okay, four oh one, are you with me again? I am with you. Here I am. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you would not believe. I mean, I'm telling Robbie, get called in. I need you to host for me. I'm going to be doing the switchboard blind, blah, 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 blah. That I don't know what in the heck that was, but I was hearing like alien voices that sounded like, sounded like a police scanner, like way off in the distance on my line, and that's all I could hear. Oh, that's scary. It was weird. It's very scary. Someone pinch me and make sure I'm really me. Maybe I'm an alien right now. <laughs> Don't worry, you guys. I'm going to find Elvis and bring him back, okay? <laughs> and Michael and, yeah. Okay, so you were saying, tell us about your poem again. Okay, so this is uh, this is called From the Rip. Uh, From the Rip is a production company. Um, the RIP stands for Rhode Island Poets, um, um, was the main acronym. But, um... We turned it into a, a film production company later on that won five awards with PBS, produced a, a full-length featured film, and uh, you know, we produced uh, three poetry albums um, and some other things with it. So From the Rip is uh, it's a spoken word piece that I, I do with the kids to um, help instill uh, you know, confidence and, and you know, help Let them, me just you know. say, first of all, I am astounded yeah. and so proud of you for doing what you're doing. Kudos to you. Thank you. Mad it's, respect. You know, it's, it's, it's for me. It's um, it's about the children. For that, that right there is about the children. And, and you know, I'm I'm a God-fearing man first and foremost. And I lost my son, um, 
you know, back in 2014 that took my life and put it into a new tailspin, this new uh, this new world I'm living in. So, you know, coming back here tonight, even with you, uh, you know, embracing this role as a as the people's poet, you know, it's it's, it's life saving. Even if it's just my my life that I'm saving, but you know, I, I often hear you know poets reach out and say thank you for inspiration you inspired me so i that right there alone you know inspires me to keep moving you know mm-hmm. especially with the children so this i i like this this piece is in my my forefront of my head right now i i have to I perform it for the past three weeks and it's a it's a fun spoken word piece it's it's really a call and response but because we're on the radio i won't do the call and response uh, but i like to tell them when i say from the you say rip from the you, you know, come on, my uh, you supposed to yell rip. <laughs> <laughs> right when you said that, the alien, I can still hear the alien voice, you guys. I don't know if something is going to happen I'm going to lose you again. But if you can't hear me, just keep talking, okay? Okay. If okay. I go away, I if, you, you. if you stop re- I can hear you beautifful. Okay, good. Yeah. Right, well, if I happen to go away again, whoever's on the line with me, just keep talking and I'll come back at some point. You okay. better have everything you guys have ever written in front of you in case that happens. <laughs> All right, go ahead, sweetheart. <laughs> R.I.P. From the rip, at first glance, you see death. At best, we breathe life into souls that want to get right. You see, we fight with unconditional methods. We twist it, test it over a period of a lifespan, record on demand, write down who, what, when, where, and why. We intellectual people try to consume Every word, right in Pawtucket, holding this bucket of tears. Watch one turn in the chairs. Hands clapping, feet smashing. Some people be whistling while this finger snapping for a proven method of what just happened. From the Rhode Island poets and all equals. Sequels of worlds meeting with words. Well, as the world turns, sin burns. One learns not to give up soul. When cold to the sight, when touched, realize everything is going to be all right. The Rhode Island poets, the road less traveled by many, but could be appreciated by all that have the ear to hear. Love turning what's needed for years to come. We begun to express an art form duplicated by others. We got brothers rocking, sisters hip, popping to their cousins' country ne- next doors, those nieces soul be nephews, jazzing to some blues. You see, I got aunts singing the good gospel news. Poetry has one calling out uncle in the game from the rip. Look with the way we just flip this into your vocabulary. What I impose that real intellectual people that reliably invest in producing productions of building the soul, you see, Nyla, we never rest in peace unless you want to call that the cousin of sleep. So when I say from the, you say rip. From the, you're not with me, Nyla. <laughs> Nyla, are you with me? I'm here. You got to jump in. You got you was cute. I, I shut you up. I gave you the alley-oop. <laughs> I'm too well trained. I don't talk while you read. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I blew it. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I understand. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's from the rip. Uh, let me see. So, um, let me do this next piece. I'm, I'm just going to do a, uh, the pieces that are in my mind. I was going to read, but I don't know. I, I, maybe, let me read. Let me read. I I really had this on my heart. Let me get back into the docs. So, um, I spoke with my son, Jesus, earlier. He passed away in a drowning accident in, uh, you know, back in July 3rd, 2014. 
when he was first born, the first 12 days of his life, he was born on 12, 12, 12. So the first um, 12 days of his life brings me up to December 24th. So I sat for the first 12 days of his life just writing out my thoughts, not realizing my thoughts was turned into a poem of a, you know, a, a poem that I could pass on, on to him later on in life. Um, because I wrote that poem, you know, I, I, throughout the year, the first year of his life, I started thinking about, you know, December, uh, you know, on December 12th, I mean, December 1st, leading up to December 12th, I will do again in the same format, but this time I, I'm going to do it with an attention on instilling my morals, values, and integrity into the poem. So this is the poem, uh, 12 Days of Jace. So on the next level, the next 12 vision days, I will only write to my son for his birthday. To combine with my first 12 days of his life, every night I will contemplate my thoughts, feelings, and admirations for his keepsake because money doesn't buy you love. On second thought, you're my first son and my third child. For everything that matters, know this. I love you. My role as a father has never been harder. All parents can appreciate producing positive, lasting influence in their son's lives. I want to raise you into a true man of integrity to teach you to fight with counterfeit sources of wisdom. I trust God to instill in our relationship the courage and boldness it will take to speak truth throughout your life. Always stand for what's right. If there is one thing I know, time doesn't stand still. When you sleep on my chest, it's like time doesn't move. I'm frozen in between each breath you take. There's moments I dream of us growing together. And then others, I wish I could stop time. And prevent you from ever growing up. So you would never get hurt. I know getting hurt is part of learning, so when you do, please take time to remember that every moment counts. Not just some, or many, or even most, but everything counts. Not only does this day matter, but every moment about this day is important. It allows us to generate our own future. What you think matters, what you say matters, live fully. Appreciate spontaneous experience, carefulness, and make conscious, smart choices. Son, don't live in the kind of world where we don't look out for one another. That includes people that aren't close to us. Anybody who needs a helping hand will truly be blessed. We won't be able to change the way others think or how they choose to live. Just do your part by being compassionate and honorable. And always do it with a kind heart and a smile. You are my inspiration. Reiterate for the rest of your life, hard work pays off. Of course, because the word quit doesn't. I wasn't going to, but then I thought about you, and all the so-called secrets of success came true. You see, they're not secret when you're passionate about living life, about living right. That's why I'm writing you these 12 nights. I'm remembering you, how you inspire me to stay focused on teaching you, how to stay focused on loving you, how to never give up and always show, how to never give up and always show up to work real hard, and don't ever forget to thank God. Son, I will always be an advocate of love. This is abiding and unconditional to your life. My whole existence 
is an, an imagination in growth, actively growing with purpose, focusing on deep affection, warmth, and tenderness. Just the way a father loves the son, the intimacy. My best friend reminds me to reflect on reality, taking truth to a whole new capacity, continuously challenging us to teach the world how to love again. This day, Sunday, it's your day. The way of the world is to start off the week strong. The way of your father is to be loyal. The way of your mother is to be loving. The way of your siblings, to be understanding. And the way of your grandparents, to be forgiven. Yes, the way of family is in unity, unifying this day as your day, my son's day. Just so you know, I love the way you laugh. And I'm in love with your personality. I often look into your eyes to see what you're thinking. And it's obvious. You know what love is. You're soft. Kind hands melt my heart every time you place them upon my face. It's magic at its best. Every moment with you is a special event, enchanting my eyes with the mystery of what you can do next. Jace, you have been defined as the divine influence in life, bringing grace, showing how to operate in peace for the human race, regenerating Sanctions, inspirational, victorious love. Your elegance would teach poise, showing all goodwill is a courtesy that should never be denied. Son, you have one way to live, and that's with decency, manners, politeness, and respect, attractively inviting the right way to love. Welcome to life with good intentions. My job is to allow nature's perfection to encourage you to act as a peaceful soul traveling across this galactic universe. I hope to inspire you to follow your own unique path of personal fulfillment. My son, I realize by making a distinct between mind, body, and soul, you can live with a harmonious bliss, calling it your own personal satisfaction, leaving you to fulfill all your dreams, whatever they might be coinciding with your destiny. Your mom and I agree. When you are completely satisfied with who you are, with what you become, and with what you said and done in any given moment, you are fulfilling the love we set forth in your life. Clarity, buoyance, and seniority will grant us the true value of tranquility. My final thought, son. Don't ever let your heart so full of hate that you can't forgive. If you are blessed enough, you might even forget why you was upset. Always save room for forgiveness. It's in the moments that hurt you so much that you find fulfillment. Family, friends, and those that don't know you could have all hurt you one day in one way or another. Love them for they are your brother in Christ, your sister's life. Never let put button pushes push the same button twice. Know your wrongs as well as your rights, and take time to live life slow with a keen insight. You won't always have to fight, but these are the 12 days of Jace. They're the passionate rules I want you to know for the, the rest of your life. Thank you. 
He made me want to crawl through the phone and just hug you so close, hearing you read that, hearing the emotion, hearing the beauty of that piece. I, you know, uh, and, and part of me wanted to yeah. crawl through the phone and just cheer for you, thankful for all the young lives that that father's heart is touching now. I, I was definitely taken back. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think those emotions were gonna come out like that. I thought I was gonna be able to get through it. Uh, well, of course it. they were, baby. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I appreciate you. Uh, you know, adding that comfort. You know, I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. You know, you well, may gone, been gone for a while, but we're still family. <laughs> Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are my brother. So, you know, um, you know. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, providing this, you know, the sanctuary right here. You know, this every single time I come here, I don't, I don't know if I cry every single time, but every single time I come here, this is this is home. This is what home feels like. You know, being able to uh, it express yourself like this, you know. That's what this place is supposed to be, and I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful to the whole community for building a safe place and a good place. You know, we kind of talked about that. It takes over on its own. You know, I just sit here and answer the phone every week, and but it's you guys that have built this amazing community over the last 15 years, you know, to where, you know, it, it's just, it is. It is home for so many people's souls and hearts that it just, it's, makes me very proud to be a part of this with you guys. You guys will never know how thankful I am for you. Well, thank you for thank you for you know, thanks for everything you do. And keep you keep going, man. I, I can't I know I know you don't you don't need that extra motivation, but definitely keep going. Definitely keep You know, going. there's days that I do. <laughs> there's days I definitely wonder <laughs> if you know, if anyone is out there even paying attention <laughs> but I'm gonna be here regardless. <laughs> <laughs> If, if you can re- if you can remember to uh, go inside your uh, Facebook message and send me that uh, send me that email, I'd like to send you over some spoken word music, some uh, spoken word music that we've been producing. I think we're sitting nice and lovely on your uh, on your uh, blog talk radio. Um, some of the first pieces I'll send you are collaborations with other poets, and then I'll send you some pieces that you know if, if you like them, you can you know you can play them as you wish. That would be amazing. I would love to do that. And um, on the same note, the stuff that you're doing with the kids, if it ever works out to where you wanted to host a radio show with me where we feature the kids and have them call in in a format like this and read, I would be more than happy to set that up for you. Wow, that would be awesome. That would would be awesome. So, yeah, that would be awesome. We'll just um, do a special feature show, and you can host with me, and we can bring on your kids. That would, I when, tomorrow, so tomorrow is the award ceremony for the Poetry Slam, and um, I would like to present that, you know, to the team. You know, I, I, it's, it's, there's a team of us, even though I'm the, you know, the poet laureate for it, but there's a team of us. N- nobody can have anything successful without having a, a you know a, a good team so let, i'm mm-hmm. going to present that to the team and i'm sure they're going to love it and then i'll ha- i'll i'll i think i have uh 
a waiver I could, you know, pass out to the parents. I'll, I'll just quick go in there and type up. So I'll, I'll message you after the show, or, or if not, you know, throughout tomorrow morning, if you can look in your inbox, you're, I'll message you. You're definitely you. going to have to message me because I leave tonight. I've got a girlfriend having a surgery on her eyeballs, and so right, I am so, leaving oof. late tonight and early in the morning, and I'm going to pick her up from the hospital after her surgery, and we're going to sit together on the balcony on her cliff house at the beach and stare at the ocean. Well, I'm going to stare at the ocean, and we're going to drink wine and tell girly jokes till we die and just have a really good time. I'm going to kind of take care of her after her surgery. So I'm not going to be home for the next three days, and I will forget. I, so if you give me permission to write, you know, on behalf of you, I will just change the, the regular format and just add, you know, I'll add the show's title, I'll add your name into it if you give me permission. Into you know, the I don't even form. have to host it with you. You can bring on one of your the people on your committee. I can set it up. I can do a short little interview with you in the very beginning so that you can okay. introduce what you're doing. I can shut my mic off, and you guys can carry it on. Oh, oh, how, however you feel fit. That, that would be awesome. Whatever you feel is the right thing to do. That would be awesome. So I'm going to present it tomorrow. I appreciate you. That's a, that is an awesome thing. You know, these kids will be, I know they will be uh, ecstatic. They, they worked really hard on their work, you know, they, and they, they wrote these pieces in light of anti-tobacco, you know, whatever influenced them to write the piece, you know, where they dug dive deep into their, their poetry. Uh, we just, you know, instilled some confidence and told them their voice matters to us, and we gave them a platform to speak and you know, and now you're going to provide that extra platform. So we'll I, also give you awesome. a podcast you can use on your website and stuff that's just yours. Okay. It'll be cool. It'll be awesome. So see what they say. Let me know. Shoot me a message and let I me know. I definitely will. I definitely awesome. will. All Thank right. you so much. No problem. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Uh, this is Jay Chattel, the People's Poet, um, Puckett Poet Laureate of the city, state of Rhode Island. Uh, I am the official voice of the Rhode Island Department of Health. You can find me on Everywhere, J-A-Y-C-H-A-T-T-E-L-L-E, Jay Chattel, the People's Poet. Thank you. Milo, you have a beautiful, blessed evening. Keep rocking it. I can't wait to build with you. <laughs> I'm excited for what you're doing. I appreciate you being here. Love you, honey. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Keep me, keep right. me in the radio so I can listen like this. Okay, I will. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. All right, so let's see where we're at, you guys, after we so funly... God, I need to check. Did we have seven, seven or four oh seven? Have you been on the air? Four oh seven. Are you with me? Yes, I am. Awesome. Did you want to be on the air? Yes, I do. Okay. Welcome to the show, sweetheart. Okay, I want to say this is my first time. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for holding on through all the shenanigans going on. I'm really glad to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Okay, so they call me Gigi. That's short for Gorgeous Gangster, Gorgeous Goddess. Goddess is spelled capital G O D, lowercase D, capital I, capital S, lowercase S, because God is the reason that everything is. And I also what the sister is God's wrath. Normally you don't want to have to hear what gorgeous gangster gotta say. But my name is Alethea and in Greek 
it means truth. In Hebrew, it means going upward. And so I always tell the truth. I am a messenger of truth. Um, and I just document my life through poetry, and it's been my favorite form of therapy. So how many pieces you said I can do? You can do two. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to do a poem called The Struggle of a Black Woman. Wait, hold on. So I have a question. You said I can do two poems. Mm-hmm. How about um, language? As long as we don't have explicit adult sexual content, we have mature ratings, so you can read what you want. You just can't read porn poems, like no nipples and no PPs and things like that. Okay, so I can I can say my real shit just fine, and I didn't. You can say your shit just fine. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. So I thought I wanted to talk about the struggle of a black woman, but I just thought about it. Um, I got to do this poem about my first baby daddy, Billy, because I can't give him any passes. And so I'm going to do his poem first. And then I'm going to do a poem called Special Friend. That's a little, that's fun. Okay, so this poem is for my first baby daddy named Billy. And it's important that I remember his name now. Okay. He practically stole my childhood. Then he tried to steal my child, too. Truth hurts, well, I hope to kill this person by simply telling the truth. I'm tired of saving his face. Just to turn around and let him slap me in mine. Truth is, more than half my life he's been a disgrace. Over 19 years. Yes, past show time. Past show time? Yet his performance is a set up for a murdering scene. My pen's my gun for when he spit this whole piece. It's just a murdering scheme. Now, most people don't deserve to die, but this nigga do. But if I killed him in real life, I'm the one who gets good. So this poem's body is the next best thing she can do. Now, can you imagine a young girl walking down the street, 14 years old, Book bag on. Big ass poster board for my science fair project in hand. A grown ass man was the last thing I was trying to meet. Sometimes I wish I can go back to that day. Just to run the other way. But I guess God had a whole nother plan, some would say. Well, I can't say I prayed for this, but I did accept responsibility. My birthday was in a couple months, so I told him I was already 15, you know. Young stupidity. And he told me he was 21, which he was lying too. How about add six years more? A 27-year-old grown-ass man intentionally fucking with a young girl's mind, and I felt like I was on my Aaliyah shit thinking, I ain't Jake, nothing but a number at that time. And I guess he felt like Kelly. I ain't see nothing wrong with the little bump and grind, which would be the first reason why this nigga deserves to die. It's kind of late to pull the trigger. Ain't nobody warned me at all about this nigga. And I wasn't going to call him at all either, but I needed someone to talk to after I had just got raped. And he was acting like he was all I needed. Even took me shopping on our first date. 
when the situation wasn't no better. Sometimes I wish there wasn't a statutory of limitations for the statu- for the statutory case. Oh, B-I-L-L, why you get to be on that Cosby shit, but get to dodge a bit? You used to say you was like, the father and my man manipulating my mind and shit. I was born in 87 and he's 76. And our son's birth certificate is certified proof that his ass ain't shit. And when I was four months pregnant, another 16-year-old girl came forward and said that he made her abort their twins. And when she did, it felt like torture. And there I was thinking I was cute. Like I was some type of exception to the rules just to find out that my baby daddy was just another nasty-ass, trifling-ass, pedophile-ass, rapey-ass dude. And there was nothing to be proud of. In fact, I'm kind of ashamed for being young and dumb and falling for a lame for trying to make my family work with the motherfucking jerk and for not locking his ass up and preventing other women and children from being hurt. And thank God I didn't marry him because he was divorced when I met him. He's divorced two more times. And he just had another baby by a 19-year-old girl who swear he's a prize. And it's only a matter of time before she realizes that's a motherfucking lie. And I don't care how young and dumb as a woman and a, and a mother I can't understand for the life of me how you can sit around and support a man who's keeping my child for me. Now, being with him definitely dims your light for sure. He practically kidnapped my son just so he won't have to pay child support. And if he did it to me, when y'all break up, what you think he going to do to you and yours or do for you and yours? I wrote this poem to release some built-up frustration. And I'm still taking his ass back to court. The fuck he thinking? Mm-hmm. Is that end poem? That's end of the poem. That's the Murder first poem. by poetry. I yes. loved it. Because you know, I, can't I always say don't life. piss off a poet because you could become their next poem. Right. And I told you about going to gangster. That's God's wrath. You don't want none of that. Mhm. And yep. I had to because I'm so nice. God is good, right? So I'm so nice and I'm so sweet and I'm so bubbly all the time, all the time, all the time. But uh, people sometimes take advantage of the nice ones. Sometimes the good ones come in all the way last. But my gorgeous gangster girl is here to make sure that I ain't getting taken advantage of too much, she steps up to the plate and will cuss your ass out in a poetic way. And I'm so grateful for her because, you know. Well, it, I'm giving you permission not to have to do it poetically all the time. Sometimes you can just do it. You don't have to do it in a poem. Right. You know what? Let's, you know, I really hope because I understand, you know, the generations that we were raised in, we were raised as Disney princesses. We were nice girls. Right. We didn't get mad. You know, we were we were we we were accommodating. You know, right. and I just I hear that and I hear about the whole you know, it's a whole generation, whole generations of young girls who experience things like that. But it's because we were never raised to be warriors. We were raised to be Disney princesses. And I really hope that as mothers now and as fathers, you fathers out there, that we stop treating our 
little girls like princesses and start reminding them that there was a time when women used to claw their existence out of this earth till their their nails bled. We are not trinkets. We are not toys. We are not weak. Stop raising our young girls to be princesses and raise them to be warriors. There, there's my, exactly. there's, there's, there's my. That's what they're gonna have to. That's what they're gonna have to deal with when they get. Were you grown. not raised a Disney princess? That would never have happened to you. Right. You know, you you can't sit there and you know you talk about you know I blame it on being you know I, I young and dumb. It wasn't being young and dumb. You were a product of your environment. You know, you can only react to a, a situation by the way you're programmed, and it's the way so many girls were programmed. You know, you didn't have but a fighting chance in hell. In hell, what's that? I didn't, but what's interesting is I thought he was taking good care of me, and so I thought that he was being extra nice because sometimes he would give my mom money, a lot of money too, like hundreds of dollars, and then we would go on a date. So I was like, oh, my God, he supported my mom too? But now that wow. I'm an adult, I know that I got pimped out as a child. I got pregnant at 15 because my mom received money for me to go date a grown-ass man, and that's called pimping. And I never realized it then, but now it sickens me to my stomach because I have an 18-year-old son and a 7-month-old daughter, and now I could never imagine me taking any amount of money for my daughter to go with a grown-ass man. And I'm going to tell you something else. He took me on that first date, and he bought me whatever I wanted. But I never had the opportunity to get whatever I wanted. But my daughter ain't going to have that. She's going to know that nobody can can coerce her with nice things and stuff because the generation first ends now. I'm telling you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of everything that you've gone through. I'm proud of how you've handled it. I'm proud of you being able to have a voice and speak it out loud and share it and be that freaking vulnerable. I mean, that's hard. That's a hard Mm -hmm. truth to share with the world. I mean, you just told the world all all your laundry, you know. It takes guts to do that. But there's people out here that are going to hear that, and their lives are going to be changed because of what you just read. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm proud remember of you. my first name in Greek means truth, so my poetry going to tell the truth. It ain't going to sugarcoat shit. So if there's somebody out there that can appreciate some true, real-ass raw shit, then make sure you find me on Facebook under Alethea Dupree. That's A-L-E-A-T-H-I-A. And Dupree, D-U-P-R-E-E. And then on Instagram under They Call Me Gigi, that's D-E-Y-C-A-L-L-M-E-G-G. You can type in YouTube, They Call Me Gigi, all one word, D-E-Y-C-A-L-L-M-E-G-G, and subscribe to my channel and look at all the videos. I've been doing my thing since 2008. But So I, I'm a slam poet. I've been to all the national Form. Um, I'm the only woman poet in Florida that's been to all of the national platforms six times in a row, so that's something. And I am a traveling artist. I do accept 
features and um and if it's worth it, I'm coming. I don't work right now. Um, one thing about it is after I had my daughter, I had her on October 5th, 2021, and seven days later on October 12th, 2021, I had a massive heart attack because I guess I pushed too hard. And then six days after that, only because the hospital didn't listen to me, tell them over and over that I had a headache. I had a stroke because my brain was bleeding. And so now I am partially paralyzed on my left-hand side, but my voice is still intact and my mind is still intact. I just said that poem for memory. So and the next poem I'm going to say is for memory. So I just want everybody to know if they decide that I'm somebody that they want to sow into or or support, then you definitely can. I am in Florida, and I'm in a small city called the Itty Bitty Plant City. And so I am doing an event on July 16th. This is a shameless plug, by the way, July 16th, where I am welcoming um, poets to slam. It's going to be a poetry slam and a dinner party, and it's going to be a red carpet event, a black tie event, so you have to dress like prom. And I'm going to have a best dress with a crown for the guys and the women and a beautiful prize. And we're going to have massage therapists there, men and women that's certified, and I can't say what team they massage for, but they massage professional football players. And... um so they're definitely great massage therapists. We're going to have vending tables for only $50, and it really is going to be an opportunity for people to come sell their merchandise. And also, I'm going to have a fashion show there to showcase all of our talent because I am also a stylist and a makeup artist as well. And so... um. I just look forward to the future. I'm not letting this stroke just because I'm partially paralyzed on my left-hand side. I am not letting it define me at all. I had to remember who I was before I had this baby. Postpartum depression has tried to take me out. I can't walk and hold my baby right now. I can't change a diaper. I've never been able to even give her a bath because of this stroke. But that's okay because I know that all things come together for my good. And so I just wanted to say all of those things before I said my second poem. Amazing woman you are. You are a warrior. I'm still fighting right now to this day. Yep. I am still fighting. Um, and... Just for the record, if anybody can, I'm looking for a medical malpractice lawyer and a discrimination and harassment lawyer, as well as an ADA law lawyer, which is the um, America's Disability Act, I think, lawyer. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has any suggestions, please, please, please send them my way. 
I have two clear-cut cases because I've never been discriminated this much in my life against this much in my life. And it can actually cost me my life because I'm not supposed to be stressed out at all. So um, my dad died of a stroke because he got upset in his blood pressure fights and he croaked. So since I've already had a stroke and a heart attack, I can't afford to be under stress at all. And that's what's happening to me. I really need help. This is not a good time in my life for me to be going through the things that I'm going through. I appreciate everybody for listening. My son is now back with me, and we're fine. It's a that's, The story was horrible, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. For all um, single moms out there and all teenage moms out there, know that there is hope. There's always hope. And for every mama that started over like me, we're not dumb, we're not stupid, and we're not crazy, even though it may feel that way at times. <laughs> we still made the world go round, and that is something to be proud of. So that's what I have to say about that. And I promise I ain't going to say nothing else except the poem. <laughs> go ahead with your poem then, hon. Okay, so this poem is called Special Friends. I am special. I am better, greater, different from what is usual, from a different cloth, sewn together with warm, fuzzy feelings. Now, usually, these feelings consist of love and happiness, of family, of laughter, of loyalty of magic, of sunshine, of joy in the summertime, no matter the season. Friendly, familiar feeling. He said I'm his special friend. And I was proud of that because he said he ain't friendly. See, I be an exception to the rules. This was supposed to be fantastic. So I assume this position bent over backwards for him to bond, bust, and adjust. And I just ended up being an ass in bondage over lust. And I was riding real good, too, until I realized I was just that special shouty. On the shout bus, outstanding. He got me standing out here feeling exceptionally foolish. This piece be 38. That's about to shoot Cupid. Ain't nothing lovely about this love. Ain't nothing special about feeling stupid. Now he said, I'm crazy because I had got angry. Which makes me even more upset because the last time I checked, crazy people actually get the check. And since he owes me money, that's just outright disrespectful. And if that's how you treat special people, then I'd rather be your equal and not give a fucking treat me ordinary then. 
And I'll keep this extraordinary love all for myself. How did I end up being a single woman in America feeling sorry for a man? A man who was being sorry all by himself when I'm a lady working hard every day with little to no help help. I need a favor. Mm-hmm. Can you lend me a hand? Pick a bill. Pay for a meal. Hell, I always need gas money. Got my MJ card now. Always need gas money. So I'm done being a dummy. And I'm all about tending to my own needs now. And we all got needs now. And you are a great recyclable. So I might need to get like you and reuse you again. So if I ever feel like it, and until I get me a real good man, it's quite possible that I might be bending back over for you again. (laughs) I know. It's just nuts. We both win. But at least now I know that the only thing special about this relationship is that we were just fucking real good friends. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. Kind of nice having that that sense of control, isn't it? Yeah, ma'am. And I just wanted to also put that put out there, like if anybody was trying to contact me and couldn't find me on Facebook or Instagram, my email is a gorgeous g at gmail dot com. That's a g o r g e o u s g at gmail dot com. Thank you so awesome. very much for having me. I really appreciate it, it. Our pleasure, for sure. Thank you for being here, and we hope to hear from you again, hon. Of course, and you will. Thanks Hold to you. Me. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Thanks. Well, that's Noreen. I should have said that beforehand. Let me go ahead and give the lineup. We're going to have 863, Um, then we have Robbie at 807, um, and then we have 506 uh and 651. Those are our Uh lineups. Hi, Noreen. Uh Um, Hello, Nyla. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm, uh (laughs) I'm John. Uh (laughs) The chaos is real. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, it won't come. Turn off. Okay, now I got it. It took a while. Sorry about that. Hi, Noreen. Okay. Hello, Nyla. It's good to be on here. <laughs> it's good to hear from you. How are you doing? Okay, I'm doing good. Oh, you know what? This is a small world because a new poet before that t- t- read her poetry. We're mm-hmm. not far from each other. She said she lives in Plant City. I'm in Lake Wells. So it's about, an, about I think, like an hour or more drive from well, here. Well, you should definitely go attend that event she's putting on then. I don't have transportation. I don't. I don't drive. I have no way of going anywhere. Oh. Do you have a pumpkin uh, and two mice? Um. No. Oh. Well, it works for the Disney princesses. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for us tonight, Noreen? Okay. Um. For, for, um, for Gary, I have his poem. Um. Now and forever, our love. Okay. 
I'll never be lonely as long as I can kiss her good night. I'll never be lonely as long as she kisses me good morning. The days of our lives are full of fun, love, and laughter. We talk and play and tease and love each other from morning to night. Most days we work and help each other. We seldom ever fight. If we do, we give our love for each other to make it right. Yes, she has her opinions, and I have mine. The one thing that never changes, I have her love, and she has mine. The end. That's so beautiful. Yes. You know, and I can hear him reading it. I can hear him. Yes. It's yes, beautiful. I can. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And um, but for me, I have um, I am what I am. Okay, um, I am what I am. I am a loving wife. He says I'm. I am his precious gem, and we have a good life for we are in love. I am what I am. I'm a daughter, sister, and aunt, and I don't wear a diadem. I'm not arrog- arrogant, but I am proud who I am. I am what I am. I am a good, helping friend. And I won't be a sham. You comprehend? I'm honest, loyal, and true. I am what I am. I am a poet and a writer. My writings aren't flim-flam. I will make you your life brighter. And at times you'll shed a tear or two. I am what I am. I'll always stay the same. I won't be a clam, for I'm not ashamed. Remember, I'll not change for you. I am, oh, I am what I am. The end. You know, it just makes me think of Popeye. Oh, oh yeah. Remember? I, never, you, 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 I yes. am what I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, that was a beautiful poem, Noreen. Absolutely incredible. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Welcome. Okay. And my second one is called, Are You Feeling Poetic Tonight? Are you feeling poetic tonight? Then don't hold back. Let your creative juices and your imagination Flow freely from your brain in a blank paper. Write and just write until you can't anymore. Don't be afraid. Let go. Just be yourself. Write what you want, what you feel. Be romantic. Be calm and peaceful. Be loving. Be honest. Be angry. Be sad and blue. Whatever it is, just write. Pen your style. Write and write until you have a poem or several that you're completely satisfied with. So come on now, let's have a party, and let's get poetic tonight. The end. <laughs> that was beautiful, Noreen. Good, good, thank you. Good words of wisdom to share, good inspiration. Yes. yes. And, and, I, and I feel, I wish I did, did could drive, but um, I would have gone to the, to the event he was talking about, but I don't drive and I, I don't go nowhere. I'm stuck here. Only time I go anywhere when I go to the doctor's office, and I get um, transportation from the central, you know, where I from the um, from the clinic. So. I wish I lived closer. I'd drag your butt out everywhere. <laughs> you would get into so much mischief, Noreen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I. That's why I get into these poetry. You know, like, because um, this has helped me socially, because I, I don't have a social life. Because the girls cross the street, well, they're they're always busy, I, I understand, with school and working. Because since their mom and dad passed away, 
Well, they had to learn, you know, to provide for themselves now. So it's a lot different for them. So they're always busy trying to get everything done. So, and um, so I I try help them when I can. And then um, and then um, and and John over there, well, he's always busy working. So I said I don't bother people. And so, and my Just sister, remember, sometimes it's okay to ask for help, Noreen. You don't yes, have to do it I alone. Know. Right. I hope you do know. All right, yes, tell everyone how they can find you, my love. Okay, you can find um, our books on um, Amazon.com, and you can find um, Gary on, um, um, wait, ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, PoetryPoem.com, and you can find um, our, our um, find both of us on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Dot wix dot com front slash poetry and then you can find um uh, um me on beaverbnation dot com facebook dot com and um poetrypoem dot com and you can also find us every Saturday night at um four four o'clock um at the Facebook Live at the Poetry Club. And then you can also, um, well, this, okay, for this, um, have a chat with Poet Noreen on June the 28th, instead of Robbie, it's going to be um, Star Chef Severon. She's going to oh, be on there. Oh, I love Star so much. Yes, yes. Um, so, and she's going to be on there, and then, then Robbie will be on July. That's awesome. Yes. I am so yes, excited. It it's been so long since anyone's even heard Star's voice. I'm all Twitter painted right now. Yes. <laughs> yep. I, I got to talk to her on the phone and you know, she gave me the phone and talked to her, called her up and I gotta to talk to her um was it yesterday or day before? That's so. really exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, my dear. Oh, we will hear you from you next week. Here too. Yes, I'll be yes, here next we week. Can. Yes. All right, hun. Appreciate you so much, and we will talk okay. to you soon, okay? Okay. Okay. Thanks, Noreen. And thank you for um, having us on here, and th- thank you for having the show, because this is our favorite show. <laughs> You're very welcome, love. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah, okay, thank you. Talk to you next week. Talk to you okay. next week. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Robbie, then we'll have 506-651 and 832 will be our last Three callers after Robbie. Robbie, are you with me? Robbie, are you muted? I can't hear you. What happened again? Can you guys hear me? Hello? Oh, Anybody? here we go. Sorry, I'm here. I God muted myself on my phone. I, sorry about that. That's I muted myself on my phone because I was doing something. So. You're sorry grounded. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well. Don't scare me like that after the after the, after <laughs> earlier on the show. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hi Robbie. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was uh, when I was listening earlier. I really felt for Alicia in a lot of ways. Uh, sometimes people have like different backgrounds, different lives, but some things can happen that are kind of similar or like they're the same thing in different circumstances. Like myself, I've had to 
uh, fight with the doctors a lot. And, uh, like, I, uh, a very quick example is I had one doctor who uh, I was out of my epilepsy meds, and he says, oh, I'm not going to give you any more. I gave you yours already. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? No, I, I, I don't have any. And he just denied me. Like, I don't know how a doctor could even do that. And uh, I ended up having a massive seizure. I, it was so massive, I couldn't even walk up the stairs hardly. My, my legs were so stiff. And then when my dad comes and he says, well, what happened to my son? He says, a doctor-patient privilege. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, Wow. I, I know, yeah. I'm, I've experienced that kind of thing before and and just some of the other things, but in kind of different ways or, you know, like in a different sort of setting, but similar. So, so yeah, I, I felt for her. And uh, it was interesting to hear what Alicia means because I had a poet friend, Alicia, a long time back in a Yahoo <clears throat> poetry group. And so it's interesting to hear what Alicia, me- uh, the, what the name means. So <laughs> anyways, uh, I have a few poems here. Uh, I think I'll go with uh, two short ones. I'm going to go with Watching Over the Sky. And this looks like one of those ones that I don't remember as well. But I think, okay, I remember now. I think who was behind this. Watching Over the Sky, Dark Guardian of the Above. I watch in wonder as I listen to the sounds, the mysterious language of this dark and forbidding bird. He speaks to me mysteriously like a spilled ink of night in the broad daylight. He wishes to communicate with me, to speak to me of nature and things beyond. And I listen silently, plaintively, to this creature that I look to with questing eyes. His language continues to seep into my ears as I close my eyes to listen to his eldritch wisdom. Words imparted from this creature of a unique sort of second sight. Speak to me, O wing-born warrior and my muse. Tell me of the mysteries of the universe as I stand to look at you and muse. And I'm just going to put the link in my chat. The chat, not my chat. It's not my show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is your show. It's all of our show. uh, Okay. So, uh, yeah, the, this picture here, now that I look at the picture, I remember it's a HDR picture I took uh, in black and white of, uh, it's a very moody picture of, uh, you can see it here in the, if you go to the chat, like if you copy paste the link. Yeah, it's, uh, I took it with my, I remember it very well. I took it with my Canon G10. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like a kind of a far off, moody black and white with a crow sitting on a lamppost and he's like he's doing that like I, I you know i can't even do the sound but uh that ra- uh, raven actually it was a raven and he was doing all those unique sounds that you hardly ever get to hear but that a raven does so i was like oh this is so cool and uh so i just i was remembering that and and uh and i wrote the poem about that one night and that came to my mind so now, the second one I'll read is uh, Forest Floor. On the floor of the forest, a symphony of life takes place. Is the great web and mystery of life plays out. 
the sun and the moon setting and dictating nature's pace. The sun filters through the forest canopy as an entire world of creatures plays out the complicated game. Hunter versus the hunted as the prey and predator dance in a deadly game. The tiny creatures play out the deadly drama as life hangs by a thread. Webs of deception hanging between branches, deceptive colors weaving their spells upon tiny ones that our senses can barely conceive. As the moon settles upon the forest's kin, the sinister war drum of the predator starts to beat. As prey scurries about to hide, to keep their life from escaping into the night. Like moonlight that shades under the canopy, filtered and blocked by giant leaves. The wonder of the forest floor lays before me as I look on with every, with ever more curious and observing eyes, wondering what I will find this night, as my various cur- as my very curious mind spies. So that is my second one, the forest floor, and that was just, I was just thinking about all the little things you see, like you know that different perspective that you can have, like. You, we forget what's right under our feet, like literally right under our feet. And all the little, we look at, we think about all the big life that's out there, all the things that we can see in that, but we forget that there's ants and and insects and all kinds of tiny things that live on the forest floor that we, they're living out their lives and that in nature that we forget about. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, my dear. What is next? Uh, well, I, I that was just those. Those were the two. So. Mm-hmm. So what is next? What is next? Uh, my links. <laughs> that would be uh. <laughs> either you made it. So- Give me you, your links, ask- my minks. Give <laughs> your links, my minks. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, I can be found at Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And uh, when you look there, you can find uh, everything that I'm under, you know, all the all the websites and everything that, that I'm under. And uh, uh, next week, maybe I'll have a poem called It's Not Your Ears I Want to Be. No, I won't do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a, I'm such a scamp. <laughs> I, I do have it under a file, though. Just just something to to uh, amuse myself, though. <laughs> if I choose to, if I choose to amuse myself, amuse myself with that muse, I won't assail you with it. <laughs> uh, oh, good lord! <laughs> amuse, amuse with muse. There's a new, there's a new phrase. Amused with muse. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm I'm done. <laughs> okay. I was just waiting. I knew you'd run out of steam eventually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've left you speechless. <laughs> All right, Robbie. Thank you for being here, and thank you for being willing to jump in like that on a moment's notice mm-hmm. when I totally lost everything on the board there. That was pretty cool of you. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay, bye-bye. All right. We have 
506 followed by 651 and then 832. 506, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's uh, Andrea, Lady A. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm I'm okay. How about you? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm better. I'm better. It's, uh, um, I'm better. <laughs> you sound really good. Thanks. Nice to hear your voice and the other poets as well. It's been fun tonight. It's great to have a show, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Get to interact with so many different people and make friends with them. It's it's a it's a good thing for sure. It is. It is. So, what do you have for us tonight, baby? I have a I have a few a couple of little love poems. Um, this one is called "I Drown Daily." I am falling, falling, falling in love forever changed. Feelings that stay, they never go away. A gift filled with surprises, like watching as the sun rises. Freedom to be who you are, unique, his one and only star. His kiss on my lips is reason to live. Feelings that stay, they never go away. Embers burn, I surrender and yearn for his scent, touch, his kiss I miss. Skin to skin, not close enough therein, feelings that stay, they never go away. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you cry, he was the one, my heart he won, those days now done. His promise to wait, was met with dark fate that cold Monday night sorrow did strike no more will his arms hold me nor will he cry when I cry I drowned daily in despair his promise broken my grief his love token together was never meant to be alone with his spirit free journey traveled flooded roads of grief and sorrow Survival, coping, acceptance, he is never coming back. Hence, my voyage, my odyssey, my pilgrimage to him for eternity. Then we will hold back the floods of tears and despair and make it through the golden streets of hereafter. End poem. That was beautiful. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. Okay. Are you going to read two tonight? Yep. i got a, another one here, and it's called Love Songs. Tender lips, melodic kiss, ethereal, hands, fingers, caress, divine, sensorial, poetic voice, a balmy upon my skin, your arms strong wrapped around to hold me in. Linger, love, linger longer, lingering lips, languish, a kiss conveyed, displayed, portrayed, love's language, perfect kiss I so miss, every sense aware, flawless bus on lips brush, no one can compare, velvet tongues touch, twirl, make music, sing a song, our love songs composed upon our mouths lifelong, unsaid words were sweetly heard, 
on plump lips kissed, reminisce his love, his kiss, I can't unkiss, and poem. You can't unkiss. Mm. I love it. Thank you. You are very, was, very welcome. He was a great kisser. <laughs> he really you know, was. We always remember those ones, right? Yeah. He was the one, for sure. That's funny. That's awesome. All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how they can come show you love. Um, well, I'm just on, on Facebook as Andrea Wheaton, and uh, on uh, All Poetry as Lady A. Pretty quiet. Perfect. Well, as long as you're here, that's all I care about. Well, that's not really all I care about, but that makes me very happy when you're here. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate your, you and and your show and the opportunity you give so many of us to read. Well, so thank you, I, I won't keep because I know it's been long and you've got a couple more people. So I will bid you bonsoir, bonne nuit, uh, <laughs> and tell you je t'aime. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> You're awesome. We'll talk to you next week, love. Okay. Good night. Thanks, baby. All right, let's go ahead and grab 651651. You're on the air. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? Um, I'm doing well. This is Theramo. It is good to hear from you. Well, thank you very much. You are very welcome. Hey, and check it out. My smoke detector, the battery is like gone. And I'm too short to get up there to change the battery, so I gotta wait until somebody can come over and change the battery. So, please <laughs> love it. <laughs> Drown out the, you know, this is how tall are okay? you? Girl, God. <laughs> I'm five four. I'm five foot one. Actually, not so quite I, five one. I'm just almost five one. So I'm right there with you. See, I feel your pain, you know. <laughs> but you know what? I could get away with all my life. I was I was able to wear stiletto heels. Mm-hmm. And in stiletto heels, I was as tall as you. So I was still short. Girl, I can't wear uh, heels. They make me walk pigeon toes. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I got a piece for you. Um, I haven't been on the show in so long. Oh, my gosh. And this just came up in my news feed, so I was like, why not? Why not? So uh, this piece is called The Taste of a Poetess. I did this in, well, this in uh, October 2014, and uh, I love it. So I'm going to do it for you guys. The Taste of a Poetess. She said that her appetite for words made her greedy. Her hunger grew with wildness every stroke of her quill. Licking her lips while reciting those passionate things and liquefied birded dreams, 
this made her greedy and her plate runneth over and her soul ached for more. An array of tasty delicacies fed her mind, body, and soul and with her nose wide open, wide open, and metaphors running out of control, she created. This made the knees grow weak and her hand quivered like a junkie as she seemed for more ink to flow, struggling with the fetish for double entendres, sniffing old scrolls of poetry like a huffer, in need of a quick fix of metaphors. Ah, metaphorical she is, and she loves it galore. Help me, please, she screamed out in a moment of worded insanity, pleading into the darkness to give her ease, but to no avail, she inhaled deeply. She thought, she wrote. She exhaled, she wrote. She blinked wildly with the expressions that did the tangle on paper without sipping one beat of her heart. Her quill grew stronger and wiser with every stanza. Engulfed by the weaknesses for poetry that ravished her mind, seeking refuge in their souls and manifesting into seductive pleasure galore, I can make you come with just one word, and I don't even have to use my tongue. She inked. Immediately, her mouth became a drooling pool of seductive waters. Her stomach began to rumble because this was just an appetizer to a hungry pen. By the time the main course flowed from her quill, she began licking her lips again and again, still never satisfied. Greedily, she licked the damn paper. Then she inked a haiku that read, My blues are thirsty, my cup hot with steamy base. Harlem never sleeps. Just then, tears formed in the dust of her eyes. Lord, I'm starving. I need to survive. Her self-indulgement of written and spoken word only satisfied her taste buds short-lived. Poetic lips quiver as she lay balled up in a fetal position, sucking the nipples of ink filled breasts. Yes, she still quilled. For you see, her taste for poetry was so great and never satisfying meal, a balloon thrill as she engulfed her words, stuffing herself until she purged. Realizing that her hunger for poetry flows was too damn great and feeling the curse of was never to be satisfied, never shall she be full, never shall she be full. This is the taste of poetry in peace. That was phenomenal. Thank that was that was breathtaking. Thank you so much. You're very, yeah. very welcome. Yeah, that's a, a old stop, but okay. Let me see here. 
Um, it's I got this one right here. My father named me poetry. I often wondered why the fallen leaves of the trees seemed to always speak to me, teasing me while playing in my hair on their way down to keep the ground covered from being bare. When people smiled at me, I heard a song. I often wondered why I came to love the sound of a train whistle in the still of the night. Through my bedroom window way off in the distance, I saw the whiteness and the trail of the white train smoke painting blues notes against the starlit blue moon sky. Then I became the sound of midnight blues and seeing the reflection of my soul on the face of the moon was neither a stranger to me when it reached out kissing my soul was never a hassle and only then I became whole I knew that the moon and I will always be together because it's love will for me light as feathers in school, I was labeled the strange girl with the Asian set eyes, eyes that wept without shedding a single tear. She's too quiet. Her smile is too sweet. All that innocence behind those Asian brown set eyes. She is she. That's what she be. Well, that is what most of them called me when they were whispering behind my back. But I always smiled, envied by all of the girls, and I was the height of intrigue for the boys. Shh, don't speak to her. Shh, leave her be. She's a different kind of pretty girl. Not the kind we want to be. See, I was taboo. I was the girl that no one spoke to. Pretty and shined up like a brand new penny. I so much enjoyed being the subject, not mentioned in their curriculum. Deep down inside, they all wanted an honorable mention. Even though I was engulfed by the sea of shaking heads and hard stares, delight was always my plight. But all of that never bothered me because I'm brown. And I'm beautiful. And my father in heaven named me poetry. In peace. Wow. Incredible poem and beautifully delivered. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. <laughs> the pleasure was ours, trust me. Hi. All right, my darling, tell everyone how they can come find you. Okay, you can reach me at the Poetic Soul of Ceremonies on Facebook. And uh, it's under construction right now because I got a lot of cleaning out to do. <laughs> I got some stuff on there that I don't even believe I wrote. But, you know, come through, check me out. 
It's all love. And uh, you guys have a wonderful poetic night. You as well, my dear. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Go ahead and bring our last caller on for the evening. Miss Uma, are you with us? Eight three two, are you there? Hey, yeah. girl. Hi. How are you all? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing so so. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Not so so. Now that I'm talking to you all, why not? So <laughs> I have a couple of poems which I thought I would read last time, but I thought they were so silly. I didn't want to read, and then. I thought, anyway, let me read it and then take the, you know, big bads or whatever. So here we go. It's on my web page. It's called My Poetry by umapochampalli.blogspot.com. And let me go to the page. Although I can read it from this, um, sometimes it is Better to read it directly from the web page since, you know, um, there are certain other things which I uh, don't seem to be getting immediately, but uh, it's taking a whole bunch of time more than what I really realized. Yeah, here it is. Okay. Okay. It's uh, a poem. Is The other poem is called In My Solitude. And this I wrote on May 29th. And as the day proceeds into the bright noon, as the umpteen things needing attention beckon you into their swirl-pulling purview, where is your mind bandering in the lonely desert of time and space, crossing the several worlds at the juncture? Leading you into times beyond times are those yet to arrive. You think you narrate a poem or a story, not knowing he is that which you tell, repeating what it takes for him to create for a million years to come. End poem. Wow. I loved that, Uma. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know. I feel it is silly and I just had to write it and then I had to read it. I no loved it. I loved it. <laughs> and here is another poem if we have time. Of course. And this one is called Lover Blah. He loves her very much. When it is dawn, he wakes up, lets her sleep longer, tucks her under the sheet. She sleeps well till morning is still morning for a few more hours. He takes care of meds, warm water and tea until recently when she said she would want her tea. Just made right. 
still most nights she's alone in the living room until her mind goes blank and hands hurt keeps reading or writing or playing budako or 2048 fibonacci as long as it goes not that she's alone she finds peace staying by herself lest she find it hard to get up next morning birds come out of his mouth as if shrapnel she finds it hard to believe that her loving mate can be so rude that she cannot fall asleep during night not until late tonight her heart is bleeding so much and like any night she can feel the pounding muscles of flesh like a machine breathing in and out as life is nothing more than a mere oscillation swinging between life and death and oh i broke my heart wow that was incredible thank you dana Wow. Both of those fantastic pieces, Emma. I'm so glad that you were able to get in tonight. I'm glad that you stuck in there and waited and and you know just brought this evening to such an amazing close for us. Thank you. Thank you all because nothing matters more than sharing it with you all and then hearing what you say. So I don't get to hear what others say, but Nyla would be telling me anyway, so. I always tell on you guys. I tell her all the secrets. (laughs) (laughs) And you do. You have so many fans here. You have no clue. I don't think you have any clue at all how many people really, really Mm -hmm. appreciate your work and, you know, see you far greater than I know you see yourself. And that's true. (laughs) You are. I don't know. (laughs) Thank you, Nyla. You're and very I welcome, you sweetheart. Of the Nobel Prizes for you. <laughs> do what? Do what? I didn't hear the last part. I said I I wish you the noblest of the Nobel Prizes for you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Thank you. You're doing a great service, Naila, and they, it has to be recognized. Thank you. It's just not poetry; it is also people. and they are living that itself is a proof that it's a great service it is real people here it's mm-hmm. amazing <laughs> all right my sweetheart do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come over and spend some time with you and let you know what you mean okay. to them <laughs> well um in time you're welcome any time to you know hop on to Nyla's show and then listen to me post comments on facebook on my last page or uh, I don't go by my page although I have my poetry I hardly I'm very lazy that's the reason so <laughs> and then I'm, <laughs> I'm sociable so I need people to say okay you are living I know you are living and then I live or else I don't know if I'm living or I'm just you know a piece of rock in front yard or something so you are thriving my love <laughs> 
So um, my other page is uh, my poetry dot no my poetry by umapochampali dot blogspot dot com. It's on blogspot. Umapochampali is my maiden name, and I just go with that. So I didn't. I'm again lazy not to have changed it. So. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. So, Majidi is the best way you can find me. Anyway, and some books are there on uh, uh, Amazon.com. If you look for Luma, and then poetry, you might be able to find perhaps, or maybe with Umajidi or Uma Uma Pochampali perhaps, and and another book is also there. It's in blurb.com website you can order that and if interested and if they know my language in Telugu language it's on kinige.com that's Perfect. all about it. and of course uh, poemhunters.com perfect alright yeah. sweetheart yeah all of these ones are not up to date but you'll find something of me somewhere scattered here and there so <laughs> <That's them. laughs> not a very systematic person that's awesome and uh, that makes me what I am and my heart is there for all of you all because you have come here read out your poems, which are so beautiful, and gave some a piece of your life to all of us to share and live one more day ahead. And many more days, of course. Well, we appreciate you being here and sharing your life and your talents and your words and your insight with us, Uma. You're amazing and special, and we're really blessed to have you as part of our family. It means a lot to me, Naila. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Every word is from the heart. You know that. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, baby girl. We will talk to you next week. We will. We will. I'll come with better poems if possible. They were absolutely <laughs> perfect poems. They were exactly what needed to be read tonight. Okay. Yeah, of course. That's true. <laughs> Especially with what was going on, it is really true that, you know, I was able to write and read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you next week, Uma. Thank you. Thank you so much, Naila. Thank you all. Awesome. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. I love that woman. All right, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We've had some great people here tonight. Appreciate you all, listeners and callers alike. Thank you for making this community what it is. It was great to hear some voices we haven't heard in quite a while and hear brand new voices on the show. Appreciate you all for being part of this family. We are here every Thursday, and we will see you next week. Until then, go out and lick life in the face and write about how it tastes. I don't know. Get those haikus done every day. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. I'm going to close the show with an audio track. I didn't even pick an audio track out. I'm going to try to lie and cover it up. I was just totally entranced in what I was doing and totally forgot. We are going to close the show with an audio track by... No, we're not going to do Edgar Allan Poe. Um, Let's do... 
Dun, 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 dun. I actually like everyone. Let's do the Magic Kingdom. Emily Kagan Trenchard. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Good night. The Magic Kingdom. Down on the bowels of Disneyland jail, there are no costumes. Just fluorescent light bulbs and pending lawsuits. Turn on the waterworks and say you're in from Wisconsin. Nod somberly at the importance of safety and they'll let you go. Mickey's real name is Dave. He has a talent for rolling one-handed joints in the parking lot. Someone will pierce your ears on the benches by Space Mountain to jerk a six-pack past the cans beneath the adjacent stalls in Sleeping Beauty's bathroom. Steal $5 sodas while the crowd watches the parades. Throw ice at the tourists because they don't live here. Try not to pick fights with the cholos in Frontierland even when they call you faggots. There is no better place to get fingered by lost boys than the caves of Tom Sawyer's Island. No better way to put the pointless in perspective than to ride a pirate ship and be in on the joke. Cannibalize the mice they call magic. Put the bones to better use. Never admit to the wild grinning in your chest when those fireworks crash like stupid beauty through the purple-orange sky.